Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the lovely week of December 29th. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Konbawa, Genki. Oh, Genkis and Deeds. Now, I would say what we've been listening to, but that's literally what the this episode is going to be. So we're going to skip that pleasantry right now and go into my favorite game of all time. And that is, guess what the hell sold best in 2023? Because the list of the Oricon list of 2023 has come out and I specifically didn't ask you guys any of these questions beforehand because I wanted this to be a surprise. Don't be go looking it up now because I want this to be a surprise. Now, in total sales, which artist do you think sold the most? It is a Snowman. It is a s- Smiles artist. You say Snowman? Gray? I I do. I say Snowman. Okay. And what about you, Luna? Honestly, I was going with Snowman or Stones. So, both of you are wrong. (laughs) On both counts. Oh, man. I remember Dangerholic being mega huge. It is King and Prince. King and Prince. So, not only in music software alone, but in total rankings of music sales. It is King and Prince, Snowman, then Stones. In both categories, in both DVD sales and in music software. All three are the same rankings. This is the, f- I'm this is the not surprised. first time in, in a long time where the, an artist has done it in succession. It's been since Arashi that they have done it. And then for the males category, this is the third male artist to have done to have done it in succession. Now, I would say this is an easy guess because of what was the hits at this time. But give me a pander, and what do you think is the digital artist of the year? Yeah, so be idle. So they only, they only did. They only, well, not only specifically Idol, but <laughs> they they pretty much dominated the streaming charts for, for, yeah, for this list. I'm pretty sure it's Yao Sobi. I do not have a better guess, so I, I will agree with Luna on that one. Yeah, so it is Yao Sobi. And Yao Sobi's, and I'm guessing... It's specifically idle, but a lot of their streaming platforms have reached over f- like five billion, I think, of sounds of of songs heard. So now let's go into top singles. This is overall, so this is kind of cheating since we just just talked about it. Now. Number one is going to be Yao Sobi with Idol. What is the number do you think that it reached for their total points? Now, Oricon does it differently because they take it apart from both streaming from Apple Music, 
Spotify, and then they take the video counts as well from music video counts. And then, of course, they also do the physical sales. Just give me a ballpark number. We'll play prices right here. Seven million points. I think it's about, I honestly want to say about 1 billion point, about 1.2 billion points. Both of you are wrong. <laughs> and to that point, Gray is closer, but it never reached that high. <laughs> it was 2.2 million. Yeah, it, it, the way they calculate the points is a little weird, so it's it's a little hard to be precise on that. Now, since I gave sent since since I give you a ballpark there, what do you think is number two? I'll give you a hint. Number two wasn't even of this year. Now, just think of a really popular song that was that was last year. This song was technically on my best of i have no answer I, I i am drawing a blank it is a band la seraphim it is a band that originally we liked fell out of favor and just recently we've ended up liking official hige dandism oh uh, it's official hige dandism now what song do you think that is crybaby no nah, it wasn't crybaby that i liked mm-hmm. um that was the, song the that nuts you liked. one <laughs> no nah, nah. i love you is or love you no, love. No, uh, uh, I love. I love was. I love was way earlier. Yeah, it is subtitle, and the reason why I think subtitle grew so long is because it is tied to silent, which is probably the biggest freaking drama to ever hit in Japan. <laughs> like everyone was talking about it when Silence came out. Now this might be cheating for your for you, Luna. But number three is also very interesting. It is a Korean artist. I don't think they made their debut in Japan yet. That, that's the tough one. It was very popular in the U.S. And I think because of streaming, it ended up becoming really popular. It's not ITZY because they made their debut in Japan. It's not Le Seraphim because they're in Japan. <sighs> oh, what is the other? Oh, oh, my neck. Oh, New Jeans? Yes, it is New Jeans with their Yeah, they're OMG. huge. And that album is everywhere. Like, you can get all these special editions at Target. And honestly, New Jeans actually is pretty good. I have listened to their stuff. Oh, I forgot shocked. to mention I forgot to mention the point totals for subtitle. This is how the gap was between Idol and Yao Sobi. So, Yao Sobi's Idols, you know, it sold about 2.2 million points. Subtitle was 1.3 million. It nearly doubled it. <laughs> New Jeans with the OMG had 1.1 million. So that that is just absolutely fat, like bombastic there. Oh yeah, like when they start coming to Japan, because I know they've done, if I'm correct, they've done a Japanese version or two of their big hit songs. I can see them doing very, very well, judging by how good their Korean music is done. Yes. Now, we're going to go on to the regular single rankings, and we'll, we'll end our suffering here after this, and we'll go into our main event here. But with the regular single rankings, which single do you think took number one? I'll, I'll give you a hint. For all three, they're all smiles. They're all smiles. Well, then one's definitely King and Prince. 
and I think it's why am I try why am I blanking on a name? Because yeah, they, they've it's, had three it, releases. It's this it's year, it's difficult. It's probably well. difficult because we don't we we don't have physical access to them. <laughs> we don't, yeah. and they're not on Apple, which they should be. But I mean, like we've listened to them multiple times, and then I always complain that the one I think it is is not on streaming, and I get very upset. I I will say I think number two is Dangerholic by Snowman. I love that song. Uh, they they had a, a song in the middle of the year drop, I think, that starts with an A. So that'll be my guess. Song with an A. <laughs> no, no. The, the song <laughs> that you're thinking of middle of the year is Nani Nemo. And that was uh, when they're the. it was just the two of them. Now, the song that you're thinking goes of, on. Life Go On, slash We Are Young. And the reason why, probably the reason why this sold very well was because this was the last single that had all of them. So this was the last one of, uh, as we know it, as King and Prince, is all of them. You were very close, Gray. Dangerholic is on the best three, but it was number three. No! So Dang it. I'm trying to think what's two. I'll give you is another he... hint. It is, it's Snowman again. Snowman, yeah. I knew it was Snowman. Oh my now, god, what it's other at the tip of my tongue. Now, I know which one. I can't think of the name. It was earlier in the year. Short of looking it up, I do not remember. But yeah, they, they, they I remember they had one drop early in the year. It's, tapestry? It's pretty big. Yes, it is it's Tapestry. Tapestry. It's oh, yeah. Tapestry I, yeah, and okay. Double. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's Game Prince, Snowman, Snowman. Stones don't even get on here till number eight, which is Kochida, uh, uh, Kokara here so and Nanini Wadanshi ends up showing up here at number seven with special kiss so not even the other songs here what's very interesting is what do you think I'll give you a hint here it's one of the 46s what song do you think made number four this is mostly testing you gray it was a summer release one choice, Hinatazaka 46? Hinatazaka 46, one choice, is on the list, but at number 11. Dang it. And I'll, I'll strike it out here. Sakurazaka is also on this list, but at number 12. So, it is a Nogizaka song. Oh, they they had a song released in the middle of the year I wasn't a huge fan of, and I do not remember the name of it. What's very interesting is one of the songs that Nogizaka had... That released literally two weeks ago is also in the top ten at number nine, and that tells you something about the state of the forty sixes. <laughs> oh yeah, like I literally I have no idea because I just didn't care for any of them, even the ones that I the one I thought was okay, it's still there and forgettable. So number four uh, is was it, uh, Hito wa yume uh, oni do miru and uh, nidoto miru. Close. That was number five. <laughs> so, number four was Ohitori-sama Tengoku, which was released in August. What's funny is, AKB is also on this list, but that number 13. So that tells you the despairingly interesting status of how the 48s and 46s have literally dropped out. <laughs> It's just, it's just very, very sad. But regardless, that, w- that was a fun thing there. And if you guys want to have more looks at it, go look it up on the Oricon. You will be able to find it there. 
Now, to our main event here. As tradition for every 2000 or end, every December, end of December episode that we have here, we do our best of episodes here. And we talk about the best song, in our opinion, that was released in this past year. Now, as always, this song needed to have released in 2023 in any physical matter. So no digital singles and stuff like that. Everything needed to have been physically released in 2023. That was our always thing and that was our always catch if a song got released digitally in 2022 and ended up having a physical release in 2023. But it is what it is. But with that, let's go in order here. And Gray, why don't you give us, you know, four or five honorable mentions that you had here that you want to just talk about before we go into our main events at number five. Sure. So some of my honorable mentions were, uh, I want to give a shout out to, because I'm always so hard on the guy. Uh, and he did have a song come out this year that I really, really liked. Now, it didn't wind up in my top five because I didn't listen to it a ton. Uh, but... I still really, really did enjoy the song. I did hit it, uh, hit the plus sign on it, and that's "Lady" by Kenshi Yonezu. Uh, I, it's like you know, if I'm gonna dog him all the time, when he drops something I really like, I want to be fair and honest. And th- I, I really, really loved this release. It was something much different that he normally does, uh, and it just goes to show what an amazing composer he is. Uh, and, and that's like I, I've always stated, he's the best composer probably in Japan. Uh, it's not much of a contest, but I mean, just, I I like him when he's kind of like reined in and really just like showing like what he's capable of. Uh, and this was, uh, I think lady was an amazing, uh, number that he did this year. Tonon's snow love. It's a little bit of a more recent release, but it it really just warmed up my heart at the end of the year. I, I loved this track. It was so good. I had a lot of fun with it. And, uh, you know, it, it was just, I really felt like it deserves a shout out. Uh, if you have not listened to Snow Love by Tonon, it, it's worth uh, checking out. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Sugar uh, by Kent, uh, Kento Ito is a amazing song it's really good it was almost in my top five but uh it it just it didn't it just fell out a little bit uh and that was mostly because i think i i just didn't listen to it as much as i listened to the other five uh but still this is a great song kento ito really knocks it out of the park with sugar and if you've not checked out kento ito or listened to sugar i think you're missing out and you should definitely check that out. And last, but certainly never least, it would be I would be remiss if I didn't talk about uh, LOL. So LOL, as you as everyone knows, if you're a longtime listener, is a huge place in my heart. And they dropped their latest single, uh, "Chigu Wagu Love," and I I loved the song, and it it was just on the verge of being in my top five. But it, it dropped a little later in the year. Uh, I think it came out last month. And I just wanted to uh, highlight uh, my, my when I was considering my top five songs. I was trying to 
eliminate recency bias. Uh, and as a result, it kind of fell a little bit out of the the, the five. But I, I love Chi Chiguagu Love. It's again, it's a it's a little different for LOL. They've really been experimenting uh, as of late and really kind of trying to mix it up a bit. And I've loved it. Uh, it's been a little slow for them. It seems like their output's been not what it used to be. Uh, maybe they're gearing up for a big year in 2024. I don't know. But it is always nice. Uh, I still love these guys, and it's always nice to talk about them. Uh, but that's just a couple of my honorable mentions. What about you, Luna? All right. So I'll give a few of my honorable mentions. And honestly, it was hard because it was a great year for music, to be honest. I There were some fantastic songs. So... One of the ones is Heatwave by Superfly. I'm sure everyone on here has heard me talk about that track before, but Shiho's vocals are absolutely phenomenal in this. And it is the lead track off their latest album with the same title. And it really gets you hyped for that album. Not just her vocals, but the composition is just fantastic. And I honestly, Superfly has remained one of those artists that I can always count on to release some great memorable music. And I feel like Heatwave definitely sticks with you. It is a track that I constantly go back to, which is, I have my certain tracks I go back to by them, but Heatwave is one of those that really stood out the most for me. And I know it won't, I know it won't be performed in a Kohaku, However, this is one of those dream songs I would love to see live just because you really hear the power in Shiho's vocals in it and it shows off her range. And it's one of the things I absolutely love about it. And then one of the other, my other big tracks and also goes in hand in hand. One of the new artists I discovered is Lana, Turn It Up. I mean, I... I love her music and she dropped her new EP 19 over the summer and it has been one of those I have constantly listened to. Turn It Up has a pretty wicked hip-hop beat to it. Great hip-hop composition. I love Lana's vocals despite the little bit of auto-tuning a little bit. I think that could be turned down. However, this track is just fire and really gets me in such a good mood, makes me want to dance, also is something I can just bob my head to. I love the rap in it, not just Lana's, but the featuring artists. I, It's one of those that I've constantly gone back to since I heard it this summer. One of my other favorite tracks that I've still been listening to on and off, and I swear every year there's at least one TA song that I end up loving, and with someone tonight so this actually dropped in january of this year and ta some 50 50 on because i'm he's known to auto-tune but i really liked what he did with this single because he released several different versions with different artists so with different girls and so i mean it's kind of neat because it goes with the lyrics and the version i really liked was featuring manaka shida and it's really because I love Manakashita's vocals more so than some of the artists he did it with. But I love the playfulness of it. I love the chill beat. I actually like his vocal work in it because it fits with his style. 
And it's one that actually stuck with me throughout the year, and I've added to a couple of my playlists, which is one that I just, I don't know, something I need to chill, R&B hip-hop tune, one of those tracks I go to. And then Summer Escape by Ria Hata. She is one of the newer artists I discovered. And Summer Escape shows off some great vocal prowess and potential. She is a newer artist that I found randomly listening to a playlist on Apple. And she sucked me in because she, I feel like she's a diamond in the rough. And Summer Escape is a track that just pulled me into it. It's fun playfulness with the lyrics, her vocal capabilities. And I did like the composition. I thought it was unique and fun. So it was just one that, something about it just grabbed me. And then the last one I want to mention is Spin Big by Bonnie Pink. So I love Bonnie Pink and she dropped her newest album, Infinity, back in September. And I'm super bummed I could not find it at any of the stores in Japan while I was there. So need to pick this up. But Spin Big is an amazing track. And if you know Bonnie Pink, you know what you're getting. She is your one of your OGs, girl with guitar. And she is like that girl next door that just, I'm trying to think of like how to describe her voice because she has a unique voice and she can do almost any style. And Spin Big actually reminds me of my soft rock folk music. And she really does do a lot more of the folky music, which is one of the reasons I love her. And Spin Big feels like it went back to her roots And it's mostly in English, which is one of the other things I do love about Bonnie Pink is she's so transcendent and being able to speak, go to both languages flawlessly. And Spin Big shows that. And not to mention, I mean, just the composition is super simple and it fits with her vocals. And it just, it's one of those tracks that I just relax when I listen to it and it makes me happy. And just the lyrics itself. So I had a lot of other artists on there and those of you are wondering if the, our halfway point, if any of those songs made it. So they did make it in my runner up, like Work by Millennium Parade and Chino Ringo. And so did Not Remember You by IU, but they didn't make my top five, and, but they did make honorable mentions. So Ken, so what are some of your honorable mentions? Yeah, so I had a couple as well. Uh, unfortunately, one reason or another that I couldn't add this particular song, which is Document 2023 by Tendre. So when Tendre released it, his EP back into uh, back in June, I believe, he did remaster versions of older songs. And unfortunately, while I did like the remaster version of Document, it is a remastered version, so it, it doesn't feel right for me to put it in my top five. After that, I did have uh, Summer Ghost by Tomita Labs featuring Karen G. There's another reason why that Summer Ghost wasn't on my top five, even though I have liked it a whole lot more. The A lot of things that Tomita Labs does when he does his collaboration styles is very good, and I absolutely love it. But the thing is, it sounds really close to a Karen G song, and because of that fact... You can kind of see the the writing on the wall here. I could not add it into my top five here. Another one here is Soul by Daichi Yamamoto. Overall, I did really like Soul. However, one reason or another, it just didn't 
beat the overall rotations that they could to be in this top five here. And it's probably one of the best songs that Yamamoto did this past year. So I'm very, very thankful for that. And lastly, it is uh, Do Not Touch by Misamo. So if you guys don't know, Misamo is the subgroup of TWICE, which is featuring all the Japanese members of Mina, Sana, and Momo. So they shortened all their names and combined it into this one, so Misamo. And Do Not Touch is probably one of their... It, it's their debut song. And I really ended up liking this release a whole lot and to the point that it finally understand why specifically with them i ended up liking twice a whole lot and because of that i you know i i wanted to add it into my top five but there's just several other reasons personally that i had to take it out and it's unfortunately i i i honestly could change it with number five to a point that you know that's how important it is but there's there's specific reasons number five is number five so but yeah with that speaking of number five let's go into our number five hits here so why don't you go ahead gray yeah so uh for my number five song this was uh just a standout the first time i heard it uh forever by psychic fever from exile tribe and this won't be the last exile tribe song you'll hear about tonight i promise but uh i wanted to start off with uh forever so this dropped back in it's either february or march i don't quite remember when but i picked it up pretty early on and i really enjoyed it early in the year around summertime they had dropped their ep and it had baku baku and in the summer, we had you know that I had picked that song. I think it was my number two, but you know time you know time has kind of gone on, and I you know in the in the moment I was really high on Baku Baku, but I keep coming back to Forever, uh, and I, I haven't listened to Baku Baku in a while, uh, and Forever it's just it's so good. This is an a, just a really great ballad, and. I really think it just does a good job of leaving a really good first impression. Like I said, this was the very first song I had heard by Psychic Fever. I don't think it's their first release, but it's one of their earlier releases. And it definitely is just a great song to put at the start of your career. And it the, this whole thing comes together so well. The melody works, the vocals in it just really shine. This was just a standout song from the first time I heard it. And like I said, it's really stood the test of time because I, I, I keep going back to forever. I keep listening to forever, but I don't keep listening to Baku Baku. Uh, and, and I, I remembered at the time I was like, you know, I was really struggling cause I felt like forever was the better song. But in that moment I, I was a lot higher on Baku Baku, but forever is the better song it's it's so good and it's just it just shows what these guys are capable of and it just made me a fan of psychic fever from the moment i heard this track i just absolutely loved it uh but uh luna what did you think of psychic or forever by psychic fever so i was pleasantly surprised to be honest i 
actually forgot about this because I did not like Baku Baku. And going back to Just Forever, I thought their vocals were great. It was a really good ballad. And I like, I when they do more songs like this, it shows off their vocals. And I actually ended up hitting the plus sign on this. I, I wouldn't say it like blew me away. However, I thought it was a fantastic song and showed off they're a different skill set than you normally hear in their main their main tracks. And what about you, Ken? Yeah, no, honestly, like you said earlier, to have a song like this pretty early in their career is absolutely phenomenal. And this is this is probably this is their second single, by the way. And this is the second digital single. And it was on their 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 mini album, so you kind of slide by there with that. <laughs> But yeah, no, regardless, like you had said, this was a really good release, and I think that if they do something different from the Exile Tribes, the usual style that, you know, the tribes groups usually fall into, I think that for for Psychic Fever specifically, I think they'll be in a good spot to stand apart from their brother groups which they kind of need to do especially now especially because you know i think ldh had released three other groups around or two other groups around this time period so to have a a specific release to kind of differentiate between all three of them is kind of really amazing and it's like actually feed, i think maybe. ldh had four yeah, yeah three i think or they four. had four three or four yeah it, it was a lot it was the, a lot the, around this time but regardless i mean you know, they they ended up standing apart up from their brethren, which they kind of needed to do, because otherwise it becomes a dime a dozen, yeah? Oh, yeah, I know. And, and like you said, because I, I was really surprised when they dropped, you know, all four, because especially three of them were right at the same time that they had a, a release within August. They all debuted in August, and then Little League, debuted earlier this year if i remember correctly yes psychic yes. fever debuted at the tail end of last year so yeah it's uh like it, it's been a jam-packed year for ldh and I, like you said you know like this really caught my attention i you know it made them stand out uh, uh in in a year where you could easily drown with ldh members so yeah but yeah, with that, let's continue on to your number five song here, Luna. So my number five was Touch by Knock uh, Vane. So I on like I love this track. That with the release of their EP, I just was blown away. And I know Touch came out digitally beforehand. But it was really when that EP came out and I just played everything back to back at once and touch literally like touched me. And I listened to this one so much. I mean, it's just made its way into my top five, even though I didn't quite expect it. I also feel like seeing them live really pushed it even further. And that's what did it for me because hearing like Hadukaze's vocals live and just... And you have such an amazing composer like Hiroyuki Sawano. And these two just make such a powerful duo. And I think that easily helps for me top it. 
But, I mean, Touch just has a track with really relatable lyrics to me. I love the catchy chorus. And I also love how Harukaze's vocals just play so well to Sawano's composition. And you really hear it in Touch. And I think that's one of the things I love about it is these two just come together and do create songs that touch you like this. And... I honestly like it was I was really debating on a CP because I also love Vane but Touch was really the the track that really got me this year and I just have not been able to get enough of it yeah no I think that a lot of things that you know specifically with the composition here for Sumano you know everything just just really works and Hanukaze does such absolutely fantastic vocal work here. And you can just feel the emotions that is just bleeding through this release. And that's that's one of the things that, you know, I think specifically me and you absolutely do love about this group. And, you know, we, we didn't really get to talk about it. We, we But we were able to meet them and they were such the nicest people. Oh my gosh, they were amazing. Like, Harukaze and Sawano were both so kind and so excited to bring new mu- to bring their music to people. And I I feel like going back and listening to it, I mean, I listened to them before we met them and saw them live, but it really put an emphasis on their music to me and it meant so much more because you really do hear that emotion way more than you do before. And I mean, I... That's one of the reasons they pulled me in is the emotion you hear throughout their music. But once I met them, I really felt that connection even more than I ever did. Yeah, man, I wish I could have been with you guys to to meet this group live because I, I will say Touch definitely, you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, uh, it really touches you. Like, it, it definitely leaves a mark. Uh, Harukaze's vocals in this just, you can feel the emotion in it. And it just really resonated with me personally. I, I thought this was a fantastic pick. And uh, I, I had a lot of fun enjoying it. I haven't been listening to Nat Vane, but um, Luna, you put them on my radar. And uh, I'm definitely going to try to check out more of their music because if they've got more stuff that is half this good, they're a fantastic group. So I, I've got to check them out. So do it right. So with me, I guess we'll move on to my number five here. And this this would be a very interesting pick, honestly. And I had chose Idol by Yael Sobe. Now, one of the reasons... That, that I have absolutely found myself liking this song is they've done something that I've been asking for them to have done for a long time with this release. And that was honestly to embrace that they are literally any song writers. And they have done so with the past with like Monster and stuff. But Idol just does that to a T. And to a hilarious result as well. And because of that, you know, I know that you we might not care about their vocals and their compositions from time to time, but this time around, it just really gets me, and it really bleeds that Annie song energy that, you know, for songs that of 
this older generation for anime usually has and then as a riff of the genre it's something that i absolutely really love and was something that i was really surprised by then and you know while we all have our interesting thoughts about your house hobby and how they do their releases and their their genre of music there's something that you cannot you cannot disagree with is that they're going to be the hottest thing for a while and they're going to be here to stay and the fact that they are able to change with certain styles and genres is very very interesting and the fact that you know you could hear it in a lot of other prior releases from from you know encore and yodunika keru and stuff like that it's something that is very, very interesting and is shown how much they have grown. So for, for me, I, I understand what you're saying. And I do agree with you that Yasobi is here to stay. I, I do not think they're going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, but I, I, and I get your, the point you're making. Uh, that being said, this is, I, I don't know. I really wish I liked Yasobi. It, it would make it a lot easier to cover Yasobi. Yeah, the I thing is, me... the thing the thing is for you, I honestly just don't think you like the vocalist. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Sometimes I don't like the composition work either. Like it just like I think that's the composition with Idol, and I think that and I think the composition work is probably one of the better. Yeah, that that's rich coming from the idol kind of say that. <laughs> and they just I mean, sort of say it for me to I'm I I'm I think that's fair criticism, but uh, yeah, it's I don't I just don't like the, my problem with the song is it feels like it's doing too much if that makes and, any sense. There's and that's the point. That's that's what do you think idol is supposed to be? <laughs> Yeah, but th I I think this song just has like an identity crisis. Uh, there there's parts uh, there's there's parts of it where it's like this bubblegum pop, uh, like over overly like BPM'd, and then there's parts of it where you have like this dark backing choir vocal that's I, very ominous. I, I also think it's because of the 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 anime that is tied to <laughs> also is a, a reason why too. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm like, I, I, like, you, you know, you could probably explain all the things in the song that I don't like, but it's just like, I just, to me, this just does not work. And, and, and that's, I, I will say, I think th this is really good piece of artistry. Uh, and it is definitely so different. I, and then I have a but, question. Yeah. I, I, I specific. I know this is probably this, and then another song that I think all three of us have. We all have a song that we all kind of, kind of disagree with. And I know this was the song for you, for me. The only thing I ask: if this wasn't Yao Sobi, let let let's say this was was you know bless their soul but if this was bish because bish also kind of does the style not the hyper but the more slow but if they did do a mix of both would I, you have liked I it don't, i i don't know uh the, the 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 thing the thing of it is is uh with bish is you you have the the backing vocals of the girls so the so if they did have like a a part where it's like you have like that 
choir that's like ominous and stuff. I, it may not stand out as bad, uh, but where Yasobi has the single vocalist, like I don't know, like if let's say if it was Otto, because uh, Otto's kind of in the same ballpark as Yasobi. No, I I, I, I would agreed with you two years ago. I don't think agree. I don't agree with that now, especially with Otto style now, because let, let's just say this much. Ever since the the One Piece movie. Her style has really changed, and you can kind of see that. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I haven't been keeping up with Otto too much, like, so I, I wouldn't know. But, uh, yeah, like I said, but like I said, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just I want to like, and like I said, I want to like this. Believe you me, I don't like being the odd man out on it. Uh, but it's just I, I, I there's moments that. There's moments that I do like, but uh, I would have liked, uh, like I said, it, to me, it just kind of feels like it's like three songs uh, kind of jumbled together. And and like uh, that's the appeal for a lot of people. Believe me, I see that and I get it. Uh, but at the same time, it's just like, it's just not jiving with me. Uh, and that, you know, that's, I just got to be fair about that. But we, we've heard enough from me. Luna, what did you think about Idol? <laughs> So I liked it. I but I also do like I'm blanking on her name, the main vocalist. Why am I blanking? I know Ayase is the composer. Ikura. Ikura. So I so I really like Idol. One of the main reasons which, which I Which is which is funny because it, she's also in a singer that in a song that you absolutely love, Gray. <laughs> that she's a part of. <laughs> But you just don't know that she's Yasobi. Yeah, she's in a yeah, song well, with Bondi. I, like I, said, I don't think, I, like I don't think Yasobi has bad vocals. It's just the the the. She the, she's the, she the, was the, in that song with Bondi like that him. that you that you ended Bondi up. Bondi and Imer. Yeah, like yeah. I. It's just really know. funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ikuta Layla, Layla's, I believe. Layla's, thank you. Yeah. So, I like her vocals, and I also feel like Idol, I know what it's related to, but I like that they're finally, you know, they always had, we all, I always attributed them to Ani's song, no matter what, because of how Ikuta's vocals sounded, you know? And I think this, playing on it, also for the anime it's part of, Oshino Cole, if I'm correct, it's befitting. And... I love the vocal work. I actually like the composition. I know at first I was kind of like, okay, this is different. But I like that it was, like, different, but it wasn't. And I don't know. I, It's one of those tracks that I didn't, I, it's not, it hasn't been overplayed for me. I also haven't watched the show. And this... Oh, I haven't. I I haven't watched the show as well. I I think all three of us just don't have time to watch an, as much anime as we could. No, <laughs> I'm still playing catch up on so much stuff right now, and that's like on my list. But who knows how long I'll get to it. But I like the track, and honestly, I didn't realize it was related to Oshi Nicole until a while after I heard it, and it was because my sister was playing it. We all said it in a podcast, and she was playing it, and I'm just like. It didn't hit me right away when I first heard it that it was Yao Sobi. And I'm like, oh, I really like this. Who is this? And my sister gives me this look like, what? What? She's like, it's Yao Sobi. I'm like, oh. Oh! Oh! And then I finally, like, it clicked in my brain, you know? 
And I'm just like, I really like this. I don't, and I also hadn't listened to him for a bit. I did step away from them. And I feel like, you know, with that nice streak they had of not releasing too much, you know, not being an Oricon, I feel like it also wasn't overpopulated, oversaturated. Um, but I did like Idol and how it meshed. I like that they are fitting with that Ani-sung genre, which honestly is very befitting to their style of music. And looking at the anime community, everyone freaking loves Yao Sobi. Anyway, so yeah, I'm great on them for playing with playing on that style, which I think is one of the other reasons I also love it is because they know they're getting to what works for them and knowing what works for them. And I give them props for that. And I actually really like this got me to listen to the book three, which I actually regret not picking up in Japan. I should have picked up one, two and three. Um, but I really like the book three, but Idol was like one of the standout songs for me on that album. And I still, I still greatly enjoy it. And I think it's one of their best tracks, if not best track they've done. Yeah, no, but I, under, um, I understand, Gray, though, your point of view, too. Yeah, no, and, you know, for, for us, I I don't begrudge you for not liking this song. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you understand that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I appreciate that and stuff, like I said. it's I, 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 we, we, we don't take it personally. I, I know yeah. this this song in particular was going to be a... a a bitter pill for you to swallow. And I know that we went, when we ran across this initially when it first came out as well. Yeah, I, 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 like I, said, I wish I knew what it was about Y'all Sobe. I really just don't like. Because oh, I remember you, you, Ken, made the comment that, I, that if they did an opening to an anime that I enjoyed, that my opinion would shift on them. But they did the opening for Witch for Mercury, and I hated that song. Yeah, they did it I twice. Skip that opening every time. They did it twice. I've seen the back half of the series. Yeah, but yeah, that's. I, I really wish I like because, like you guys said, they're not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, they're not they're going anywhere. They're like they're like they're like Kenshi. At least you know what's wrong with your 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 um, disagreement with Kenshi. But you know they're like Kenshi. They're going to be here for a while unless something happens. But. <laughs> Regardless, let's move on here to number four here. So let's start with you, Gray. Yeah, uh, this is my controversial pick. Uh, I, I know it. So I went with a song that I, I really love. Me and Luna talked about this back in October, if I remember correctly. It might have been November. I, I'm trying to remember what month it popped up on the Oricon. It was on Apple, the Apple Music Store in uh, September, and that's when I listened to it. But uh, this was All I Ever Wanted by Ballistic Boys from Exile Tribe. Uh, and I I fell in love with the song the first time I heard it. I, just something about the, I think the composition is very catchy. It's got this fun, upbeat number to it. I love the, the rapping vocals. Uh, it is done with a guest artist, Gulf Kanawit, which... I've tried looking into golf. I, I can't find anything that else that he's done. If he's on, now I'm not. He he's, he's done other stuff. I'm certain. Just he has he doesn't have anything else on Apple Music. Uh, and so yeah, because he's. To check I don't. I don't. I don't know how the Thai music industry is. That's why. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but he he does a good job on this one song, and like I said, his rap is is really good. 
he's he's majorly an actor. That's why. So I don't think he has a lot of singing or uh, vocal stuff. So okay, yeah. I haven't I hadn't had a chance to Google search him. Yeah, I just kind of typed in his name in the Apple Music search and and nothing came up so i was like this is the only song on apple oh and music (laughs) yeah yeah uh but yeah no uh still i I did i I love this uh now this track is mostly in english and that that kind of plays on it a a little bit i've always kind of gravitated more toward um tracks with a heavier uh, english uh you know mostly english stuff it's because it's easier to sing along to at the end of the day and and that's a, a big mm. weakness i have i love mm. singing along the tracks mm. and, well. <laughs> so I, and but before you go on here i'm gonna put a a question that you specifically put on then what makes it cape or j-pop uh, it's released by a japanese artist and it is released in japan i i i don't have the answer to the question because i've said that about other artists and then you're like this isn't what i want to hear for japanese music this isn't j-pop but it's also released by a japanese song a japanese artist in japan yeah i i mean it's it's fair uh fair criticism uh that's my that's my that's my only question here because you had you you've had a criticism for a lot of rappers that we've always talked about specifically and nothing to say wrong about this particular track because i absolutely love it i absolutely really really like this song and ballistic boys is a very very good song they've changed a lot over the years and i ended up really liking about a lot of their releases here you know that the the rap is a problem but well <laughs> that is a minor gripe overall but yeah no it's when you said that i'm that, that brings up just a little hypocritical yeah. thought that you brought up <laughs> several they, years well, back yeah, that i've yeah, always bring yeah. up that no, no, you, it's fair. That you always bring up specifically with certain other artists that you don't agree with. Then what makes them J-pop? What is what is yeah, Japanese? I, music? I don't have an answer to that question uh, and stuff. But the, in those instances, it was uh, that, um, the, like there's a specific style of rap uh, that that is done that I just don't like. And and typically when I associate that style, it's kind of a Western style, and that's just. It is then is wouldn't this yeah. be a more western style hell this could be more of a a a thailandic style because of of golf being there yeah no uh it, it's definitely got a western influence in it you're not wrong and and stuff but yeah no i don't i don't have i don't have much of an opinion other other than you know i i try to be consistent with some things but i'm i'm just i'm not perfect uh, so, you know, sometimes I want to be inconsistent uh, and, ha- you know, hold two different stances. It's just, uh, you know, I try really hard not to, but it, it does happen. Uh, and, you know, I'm not perfect. Yeah, no, no, I, and I don't, <laughs> I don't mean to put you under a microscope, but like I said, yeah. when you said that, I was right, just like, right. it, uh, 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 you know, the Metal Gear Alarm came up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, like I said, you know, like I said, uh, I, I gravitate towards songs with, a lot of English, and like that's just a weakness I have. Uh, 
uh, like a song that I absolutely love and adore to death was Silent Night by White Jam. And I can tell you, I've listened to the English version of that song more than I have the Japanese version. Love that song to death, but I can sing to the I can sing to the English version, and I actually like the Japanese version more. It, it is a better song, even the rap is way better in the Japanese version. But I can sing to the English, and it's a weakness I have. Because uh, before I got into J-pop, I would always sing along to all the music on the radio and stuff like that, and that's just how I've always been. And it's a lot easier to sing along to tracks when you know what they're saying. Uh, and so that it's is like study, it's just the weakness. Study Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i know i need to i mean and oh i mean i did for a while and then i kind of fell out and i have forgotten a lot of it i need to study i need to pick it back up i really do uh but getting back to all i ever wanted uh, i i yeah uh one of the other things about this track that really drew me to it was i I find this topic relatable. The the idea of getting to the end of your life and never having found love and that being a, like a fail state or a failure or something like that. Like that was me 10 years ago. Well, um, I mean, that's like, also, that's also uh, a point, point of view though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I find it relatable personally and I'm certain, you know, a lot of people do find, you know, they, there, there's, you know, a lot, there's a lot of single people that can kind of relate to that. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I don't, I, I found it relatable. So, uh, but, uh, that's about all I have for all I ever wanted. Luna, what did you think of all I ever wanted? I remember you didn't like it back when we covered it for the Oricon. Does your opinion change? It did. I mean, it's still not my, I mean, favorite song by them. Mine's probably some baby to be honest, but I, I mean, I think it was better the second time around. I do appreciate it a little bit more. I find the rap a little odd in places, but I do think their vocals are nice and they definitely slow that down. So I did like that. I also see your point about it being in English. So it's a good starter for someone who's looking for more tracks that are English, heavily English based. I also do like the lyrics. I think that's the one thing, like really listening to it more in depth. The lyrics are very good. Um, I'm still like not, you know, in love with the track, but I do appreciate it a lot more. And I definitely see why you enjoy it and why it made your top five. And my opinion, like slightly changed a little bit. It's not something I could listen to all the time, but if it's on, I wouldn't turn it off. Uh, yeah, no, I I definitely get that. There, there's a lot of songs I've said that over the years. It's just like, you know, I didn't hate it, but I wouldn't turn it off if it came on the radio. So I understand, yeah. And and when I picked this song, I like I I knew it wasn't for everybody and stuff like that. But it's like, oh no, I mean the rap aside, this is a very good song. Like I said, I I really enjoy this song overall, but it's just just that minor part, and it's a minor thing overall. And this this isn't a a big thing like how you were with I know. <laughs> oh, well, true. Yeah, yeah. Because I I know um. Uh, th there's like that LDH sound sort of, and I, I kind of feel like they fell back into it a little bit with this one. And I, I figured you might ding them for a little bit there on that one, but yeah. No, no, it's if they're, th because this is a much more poppier composition. Now, if this was, like I said, when I think of Ballistic Boys, <laughs> I think of their first release and how 
bombastic that release was. <laughs> and how I've just... I had a thing with Ballistic Blade. Like I said, they've changed a, a whole of a lot over the years. And I've, enjo- I've loved to have enjoyed them. Or I've enjoyed to have loved them <laughs> to, over the years because of that. And, you know, this song is... It's a great song. And it shows internationally how they could how they can move on and you know one of the things that i said earlier with psychic fever to have that thing that stands apart from the other groups here this is ballistic boys hell i wouldn't mind them being the most internationally widened base out of the groups to be honest and if a song like this helps them, then yeah, you know, I mean, you know, the ding of it being in English, I mean, I didn't, honestly, I didn't really count it or even consolate it being all in English here. And that tells you so much about how I pay attention to music. But, you know, for me, it's just, if they're going to do it that way, that's fine. It's 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 a way to make them sound apart from the 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 group and they need to have that. Yeah, no, I think he makes some some really good points, and uh, you, you know, uh, I could see them being uh, the most international group uh, and stuff. They, you know, Tahin a hundred percent, you know, all the way, right? Uh, I, I still love that song. I, I still love that one to death. But yeah, it, it's it it's it. And this was a, a good way. This was their last release for the. Well, I mean, they, they did have like a the uh, single drop with a couple of tracks, but this is like their last release for the year. And it, I think it's a good way to end the year too. So the last new release of the, year. yeah, yeah. Touche. <laughs> yeah. With that, let's continue on to your number four here, Luna. So mine is a relatively new artist and, uh, the name is Nana Cole that it looks like a seven and Cole, but it's pronounced Nana Cole. And so this isn't, and the track is the track is called sorry i totally neglected that part lonely night and i absolutely fell in love with lonely night by nanako immediately so this was another one i actually discovered off apple music playlist and it was just some new Jap- some new japanese music that dropped and I just put that on and this one just immediately grabbed me and it was really the intro. I love the composition. Just something about that unique beat when it just starts playing and then you hear Nanako's vocals. I think make it so well. This is one that you could easily play. I could see a great club rendition of this, this playing in a club, but it also makes a really good chill song. Which is one of the other reasons I like it. It gives off this 90s dance vibe, R&B mixed in. And Nanako has these cute, upbeat vocals. And I think that's the other thing I like about it. It's just her vocals are just really cute. The chorus is super, super catchy. And I still have the lonely, lonely night stuck in my head. And just how it bounces goes to the beat of the music and sync in perfectly. Just really fits your vibe. And it's, I, I just, it's like one of those, I would say, contemporary dance tracks because, you know, nowadays it's 50-50. So some of your dance tracks are like boom, 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 like hardcore dancing, grinding, whatever. This is one of those more, you just kind of sway to it, dance to it. And I like that type of contemporary dance track. 
And it just fits this new vibe of if you're in one of those, like, chill clubs, this is what you'd play. Like, a, I, I don't want to, like, something you'd play in a jazz bar, but not jazz, but just one of those chill, smooth songs. And just, I love the beat of this so much. So, I have a question. Yes. This this is a this is a a separate question, but they're not relating to Nanako and Lonely Night. But do you like the song Who Are You by Chan Mina? Yes. And the one by Milia? Yes. She is gone by Chan Mina? Yes. The same composition, uh, the composer that did this, those songs did this song as well for Lonely Night. And I, I had a feeling I heard it before. And so when I looked into it, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so that makes sense of that vibe I have because I have actually all those tracks on here on my, my phone. And she, she, he also does a majority of Nanako's releases she he also did scaredy cat and 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 late summer waves as well but he also does a lot of thing with ak69 as well and that that like fits the vibe i like and that actually probably makes sense why i gravitated towards this because of the composer and i've noticed that oh, just, he, he also did know, paint his beauty <laughs> there we go and that's one of my favorite chan mina tracks of all time that song is amazing and that really like Lonely Night stuck to me because of the composition. So I know now this is one of those composers that just when you hear his music, I end up loving it, not realizing it. Um, like uh, whenever, I mean, this goes hand in hand with that. Like whenever Ewitch has anything with Shaki Zulu as a producer or composer, I always gravitate toward that. And, you know, there's certain ones that you just, you hear that composition and you just know. Now I know and now I can kind of see that on there. But yeah, I could see why I was driven to Nanako now, especially Lonely Night, given the composition. And also her other tracks are really good. Lonely Night pulled me into her music because I had never heard of this artist. No idea who she was. And just hearing it in a playlist, I'm like, oh, this is really good. This is like my new fire right here. And it got me to dive into this artist, but you know, now I want to look for stuff by this composer and see what else that he's done that I haven't heard. Yeah. To to be to be honest, Luna, if you weren't going to find this song, I probably would have ventured across upon it. And it's absolutely fantastic. I really enjoyed Lonely Night. And a lot of stuff that Nanako does vocally with this re- release has done is absolutely fantastic. And honestly, I... I, I, I when I go in January, I kind of want to see her now. <laughs> oh, I would love to see her. I need to see... I, I'm going to have to look at her tour schedule just out of curiosity to see what she's doing. Yeah, pass on that info for me if she is. She has a tour in January. Oh, I I am going to look her up and see... Uh, um, I would love to do her as a music corner, but she doesn't have a full album yet. So that's one of the big things I'm waiting for. But like... I'm glad you love this song, and I honestly, if I wouldn't have found it, I know you probably would have found it. Yeah, no, I uh, just want to hop in on the, the Nanako-loving bandwagon here. Uh, <laughs> Lonely Night Slaps. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, this blew my mind when I when I heard it. I, I, I absolutely love this. This is freaking good. Uh, the 
the melody is just really good. It's got this nice catchy beat to it. Uh, done. The vocals are done really, really well. Uh, this whole track comes together so well and just, it just, I don't know. It puts a smile on my face when I hear it. Uh, and I, I hadn't listened to it till we were doing the prep work for this, but I had the plus sign on it. Uh, <laughs> because I was like, I, I'm going to be listening to this. This is fantastic. Uh, I, I absolutely really really like this and uh, uh the, this blew my mind uh, i was wondering how to say her name uh so nanako it is I, i've been saying seven co in my head because i didn't know uh, <laughs> well, if you, but, oh yeah well yeah no if you looked it yeah. if you looked it up on there if you pushed her music video she has a little um cock up little parenthesis of how to say her name oh okay I, d- I did watch the music video for this yesterday, but I wasn't paying that much attention to uh, to the music video. I couldn't even tell you a thing that happened in it. Well, but... it's a lyric video, so there there is not uh, much going on there. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She doesn't have like a legit music video for it, which you know, I mean, a little disappointing. But this song slapped so hard that I'm I'm just like, it's just it was too good not to put on on my OG and on this. This is just one of my top songs that I discovered this year. And I'm so glad both of yeah. you loved it. Uh, oh yeah, no, thank you for picking it, Luna. This was this was great. <laughs> oh man, this is fantastic. I I love Lonely Night. Uh, I definitely want to hear more of her stuff. If if it's half as good as this, uh, I'm missing out. She has some really good songs. She's been releasing a lot of digital singles, like one almost each month. So I highly recommend checking a couple of them out. But yeah, with that, let's move on to my number four here. And yes, that is going to be Bluebird featuring Micah Lebit by Shin Sakeuda. And yeah, no, uh, we mentioned this on my on the collaboration episode for 2023. Yeah, no, I I instantly fell in love with the song upon first listen. And there's this is probably one of the more better collab songs that I've heard on tying Summer Ghost on here, to be honest. And, you know, Sakiura's composition just works wonders here, and Lubik's vocals brings in that that heat all around. And, you know, it's it's been in my rotation ever since. And while I do think, you know, going on and touching on Summer Ghost here, had a chance to be on here for those that collab song of the year for 2023 the originality of both artists being on displayed here was something very very important for me and is also one of the reasons why summer ghost is on isn't on here you know because honestly if you do listen to it and i've i've talked about it in the past on our collaboration episodes the tomita lab summer ghost song just sounds like a karenji song and it, it sounds verbatim how a karenji song would be handled and it's unfortunate while with bluebird it sounds like distinctly both both artists being in collaboration with each other here and it's something that I really appreciate it throughout. And just that wonderment that Lebit. But, you know, like how, how, how Lebite does here is it's just, you know, like the vocals are just entrancing and you can just get lost in it. And it's just one of the things that I absolutely loved about this track. And I know that the both of you really love this this song as well when we did the collaboration episode did that at all change this time around 
Oh my gosh, no, it did not change because of this. No, I actually so, made my um, honorable this mentions. This was a song. <laughs> <laughs> Gray, why don't you go first? Luna's more excited about this than I am. By all means, let her take the reins. I do like the song, but let Luna go first. So, no, my opinion has not changed. Honestly, this made my honorable mentions. I just didn't talk about it since, Ken, you had this on your top five. But, I mean, this was one of my other tracks that I just could not get enough of. And I was really glad when you picked this in the collaboration one. And I remember... I had started listening to it. I think we found it around the same time or you sent it to me. I'm trying to remember. I sent it it to you. You sent it to me. Yeah. (laughs) So, and I like absolutely fell in love with it. And this was one of those tracks that I just never stopped listening to after you introduced it to me. And I didn't put it in my top five. Like I was debating, but I'm glad I didn't. And it just made an honorable mention because we still got to talk about it. I love Michael Lupte's voice. Like, Oh my God, it is so good in this. And just the composition is superb. This is like, I'm, I'm half and half on Shin Sakira, really, you know, a vocal wise. I'm not super, I, I, I have my issues, but his compositions are freaking lit and Bluebird just fits into that. It is just what Lupte's vocals and Shinsakira's composition, it is just an amazing collaboration song. I I just cannot like stop listening to it. It's one that once you hear you cannot get stuck you can you can't stop listening to it. It just gets stuck in your head. Yeah, no. Uh this was definitely something I will say I haven't been listening to it on repeat like Luna has, but I did really enjoy it when we covered it. I did add it to my library then, and uh, I really enjoyed going back and re-listening to it uh, for this episode. It is really, really good. Uh, I think uh, Shin uh, Sakiura's composition work in this is really good. It stands out. It's got this, you know, nice sound to it, uh, kind of electronic feel to it. Uh, But, I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of timeless in a way, uh, and... Micah Lupte's uh, vocals in it are really good. Uh, she does a great job. And uh, just, you know, hearing her vocals on this is really good. So I, I think, you know, Bluebird is a really good song and definitely just a treat and delight every time I get to talk about it. With that, let's go on to our th- top third song, Kia. Start with you, Gray. Yeah, so for my number three song was actually my number one song this past summer. And I remember stating then, it's like, there's no there's no song that's going to come out. Okay, and, and it, it, sadly... <laughs> and sadly did I say you shouldn't <laughs> say that? <laughs> In every year up until this year, I, like my absolute favorite song drops around June. It always has. I don't know why. Uh, and this was, uh, this was like the one year. Now, to be fair... It was really, really difficult for me to order my top three. I, I really struggled with it. So to say that, like, you know, Mask in Love is my third favorite track of the year. It's, I, I, I mean, it, it's just, it was very difficult. Absolutely difficult to, to put it uh, number three. I, I still love this track. Uh, it's still really good. It still mesmerizes me every time I hear it. 
uh, Ken, uh, Kenya Fujita's vocals are just so good in this track. Uh, and I mean, he nails it. And, you know, he's just getting started. Uh, he's 17 years old. Um, you know, he, he's kind of just had his first release, his EP. Uh, this is a artist I really want to cover for Music Corner, but I'm waiting for him to drop an album. Uh, and it's going to be a while, but you know, I'll let him take the time that he needs and let him make some great music. Uh, I mean, he's got like this nice, soulful voice. Uh, and I, like, especially Mask in Love, it just sounds like just 90s R&B. Uh, and it just really takes me back to a simpler time. Uh, I, I love the song. It just it's captivated me ever since I heard it, uh, and I I do love it. I, I man, it it just it got edged out barely by other, two other songs. Uh, but you are missing out if you are not listening to Mask and Love. It, it is such a wonderful track. And Kenya Fujita is definitely on my radar. I am very excited to see what he does, where he's going to go in the music industry, because I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. If Mask and Love is anything to go by, uh, that this dude's going to be a powerhouse uh, one day. And I, I'm just, I'm just along for the ride. I can't wait to see it. Um, but uh, Luna, what? Uh, what did you think of Mask and Love? Are you, I remember you liked it back in June. You still enjoying it? Absolutely. And I mean, Mask and Love is a beautiful track. Kenya Fujita just has an absolutely phenomenal voice. And I think the composition matches it perfectly. And to be honest, like, I loved it so much. I sent, I also didn't want to like stop listening to whatever was on the plate, whatever was on the EP at the time. I started listening to the other songs on there and i mean mask and love is obviously my favorite off his ep he has out but i mean just i'm just blown away by him in general i'm looking forward to re-diving into him because i know i loved it initially when we heard it but bringing it back up i'm just like oh my god i forgot what great vocals he has i need to go back and listen to more of his music and i um, he's an artist I'm going to be really looking forward to seeing what he does in the future, especially just the powerhouse he has and seeing how he's going to utilize his talents. So this one is fantastic. I'm a little disappointed it's not higher on your list. However, I'm still glad it made your list and we could talk about it once again. There's one thing I wanted to talk about this 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 real fast and with with Kenya Fujita specifically is you say something about the composition and I just want to shout out to the person that is doing a lot of this composition that is Matt Cobb uh, Matt Cab and I love he him he is a fantastic he's a fantastic composer and he works with 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 Fujita a lot in a lot of his songs. A lot of his songs. <laughs> Let's I, just say I that can much. hear it now and that you say it. <laughs> it's 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 interesting just, just to kinda like pick the brain of like several of these artists because a lot the one the one thing that I'm very happy of, just to kinda go off in a little tangent here, of twenty twenty three of us, the three of us as a whole that I'm very 
very interested and very thankful about is the fact that all three of us listen to fairly similar genre of music now granted it's on the very extreme parts with the r&b with the japanese r&b now to the point that you can kind of see where a lot of these composers they make a huge difference especially hyping up a lot of the vocal works that these artists do and it's i think it's very important for us to not only talk about the artists but to also talk about the composers as well because it's damn real important for these guys as well i agree and i'm actually glad you brought that up is one i didn't realize matt cap did uh composed a lot of kenya fujita's music and i i follow him on insta and twitter and i like love a lot of things he's done he also did a grace i song (laughs) he did and he did uh ray yasuda he did a song with her and did the vocal work in it he's also worked with miyachi he's worked with so many artists in a wide range and honestly he's a great vocalist like he's not only a good composer if you do hear him sing he is a really like he legit can sing and i have a i have mad respect for him because just listening to the work he's done and i also like that you you know even though he composes all these songs yeah he has like kind of like a signature but sometimes you don't realize he composed it but the song is so good and then you look up the composer and you're like oh my god that was that was matt cab and i do love that he crosses paths with a lot of these artists we listen to and he really brings something good to the he brings some amazing music to the industry yeah no i've heard you guys talk about matt cab before but uh you know, I, I didn't. It didn't dawn on me to look up see who who composed this uh, song, and I I've heard he's fantastic, and obviously, you know, going off of Mask and Love is you know definitely the work speaks for itself because the composition oh, yeah. Yeah. is so good in Mask and Love. It, it's one of the selling points. If um, if you watch the music video for Mask and Love, granted, you'll be hard by the tampon looking things of masks that those guys are wearing. But Matt Cab's in the music video. He he plays the piano in the music video next to Fujita. <laughs> so it's it's interesting overall. You know, like this this particular release. You're right, Gray. He's a diamond in the rough, and I can just see his stocks just getting higher and higher once he finds that mainstream debut once he kind of gets out of line records because line records is it's it's in and of itself a a a lower i want to say lower but a a a minor record label here once he kind of pips up to more of you know warner warner japan and stuff like that once he once once he kind of gets up there and makes his formal debut and just finds that one hit He's going to be a hit. And for, for for this artist to to do that, it's just fantastic. And you know, I'm very appreciative that you were able to introduce this this artist to us because you know, unless you I was doing some detective work backwards with the com- composer, I probably would not have gone with 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 Fujita here. So I'm very thankful for that. Because this is a fantastic song. Yeah, uh, and like 
Luna pointed out earlier, his EP is really good. And, uh, you know, I, I've really enjoyed his EP as well. It's one of the things that I've really listened to a lot over the, the year, but it's still my favorite song is mask in love because that that's the first song that I heard, uh, by him. And it's just, it's what attra- it really attracted me to him. Uh, and, uh, I, yeah, uh, just, like I said, this was such a great find and I'm glad you guys really uh, like him and uh, you know I think we're all excited to see where he goes because I like us like a, like you said Ken you know once he gets on with like a, a big record if he can get on with like a Universal or Warner Japan or something like that I, there's no telling where he's gonna stop and uh, it, it's gonna be great and uh, so I am really excited to see what kenya uh, kenya fujita does next with that let's continue on to your number three song here luna so my number three is well this is big surprise here so it is game over by cream and y'all know cream hadn't been really on last year because they didn't release much in 2022 period they took like a kind of a lull well i'll change this year because they dropped their new album chapters in june which i had been anticipating because they had many digital singles leading up to chapters and game over was one of them and i will say like i they out of all the digital singles like i was hyped for each one but game over absolutely i think blew me away and it was because of the lyrics that really got me and I liked a lot of their other songs on Chapters. I liked a lot of their other digital singles. But Game Over is the one that really did stick with me over all this time. And I also like that it's different than some of their, like, what they did uh, with Love and Party. Or what, you know, some of their other albums they did. And it's mainly because it's not as hip-hoppy. It's actually a little more poppy. I mean, you still got Stax T's rap in it. However, like listening to the composition, it's a little bit more poppy than hip hop. So I do like that, that they changed it up a little bit. Do they still have the same formula? I mean, I mean, stacks. Yes, they do. But with this one, like not only did the lyrics hit me, you could tell there was a lot of meaning behind it. And so it pretty much like a lot of, I don't know how many people know, but Cream does write all their own music. So either Stax or Minami writes it or they write it together. And it's obviously, obviously Minami actually wrote this one. So in listening to the lyrics, you get the idea what happened. Her and her boyfriend broke up. And this is pretty much like a song about that. But I like that it puts more of a positive spin on it more than a lot of the breakup songs you hear sappy ones that you just want to feel depressed and cry and feel like crap and i feel like game over has this it's an upbeat poppy track that actually makes you feel a little bit better about it and i that's one of the reasons i i love it it makes me more feel good and not feel like a lot of the other breakup songs I used to listen to just make you sit and want to cry and just feel horrible while Game Over just did the opposite for me and I'm like wow I wish if this track would have released like years and years and years ago when I went through this because this would have been something that would have been a good pick-me-up and it just 
instantly struck with me. And I also love Minami's vocals. I like how smooth they are. And I love her and Stax's chemistry. You know, they're so good at playing off each other, them being friends. And you can tell they just work perfect together. Yeah, so I want to be the first one to say this here, because I think we're both in agreement here, Gray. This is probably the biggest surprise out of your entire list because of just how non-cream it seemed. Yeah, it's non... that. Yeah, I think that's the other reason it stuck out. Like, you know and, how I like cream, you know, like their usual stuff. This yeah, is yeah, so we, different. We, 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 I know that. So the thing is... I'm going to be honest here, Luna. When I saw Cream on here, I, I did a judge. I, I honestly did a judge because I wasn't sure because of the several other times that we've listened to of Cream song. You know, Stack C goes very overboard of what he does. And it's very interesting how with Game Over, it's it's very subdued and Minami takes a majority of the tracks here and I think it really helped out because of the fact that you know what you said her story it was probably more important to Minami than Stack T's to for a song like this to be made and I really appreciate this and it shows that you know Cream can be much more than what we've been introduced to in the past yeah no i I, this was the biggest surprise luna uh when i saw it because i I was very much in the same boat with ken uh when i saw saw cream i was like oh well you know it's you know you know i do know that it's one of luna's favorites but i was like kind of preparing myself for it only to be completely blown away by by this track i thought it was so good uh this was uh definitely it doesn't i mean Obviously, you know, you got Minami's vocals and Stax T's rap in it. Uh, but, you know, in some ways, it just does sound like a, a different duo. Uh, but, I, I mean, it's is really good. I, I, I like it. And, you know, the, you know, I, I, I enjoy a good breakup song. Uh, but, you know, it's not too often they come up in kind of like this upbeat form. And so, you know, it's nice to kind of get like an, a breakup song that's a little bit more optimistic. And... I liked it. I liked it quite a lot. Uh, there's a, a charm that this song has. It's kind of infectious. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. I haven't hit the plus sign on it yet, but I can see myself going back and listen to this more and more and more because this is really good uh, and definitely a standout. Uh, I I was thoroughly surprised by Game Over, and I think this is a wonderful pick. Thank you. I it was a gamble because. I know how Cream's usual stuff is, and I know how you guys have felt about them, but I'm like, well, this is different. And I actually feel like their whole Chapters <laughs> album was very subdued. If you listen to Chapters compared to their other music, I've been on a whole Cream kick. And it's kind of interesting to see the more subdued tone they've taken. And I feel like Game Over was like one of the big tracks that you really hear it, and you hear more Minami than anything. But I like that Stax T's rap is more subtle in it and how he just goes with the flow of the beat doesn't like you said Ken he does go overboard which I I actually do love but in this it just flows perfectly and it it just works and I like that they came up with something together that really fits the 
you know, this, I feel like it's also a new, a little bit new style they're starting to go towards, but I, I, this just stood out immensely and has been one of my favorites of the year, like my big surprises of the year. Like, wow, I didn't expect to hear. I know they have lighter tracks with more Minami heavy on vocals, but this one still didn't have their usual hip hop vibe. And I think that's one of the reasons why I was like, wow, this is like a really good treat. With that, let's continue on to my number three track here. And <laughs> if 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 you've been listening to me for like the past six months, I'm, I'm pretty sure you specifically, Luna, will know who this is. It's going to be Le Seraphim with their song, Jewelry, here. And it's, it's so... It's it's very interesting because it's produced by Imase, but in the music video, Imase is actually in the track, and that threw me off because I didn't watch the music video up until today and was surprised that there was a male vocalist here. <laughs> so, now, this being one of the most only original songs that they've done from the group, this was going to be an instant ad. No, they were a big influence on my year, on my years, specifically in the second half of 2023. And while I do think their Japanese selection is a bit thin, as it's growing with only like two out of the five members, I'm very surprised about that. But you know, our Japanese, they don't have as much Japanese music as they did. You know, the the tour that they went on did very very successful, and both. Both singles, as you guys know, did very, very well this past year. And overall, the composition is really, really, really solid and really shows off the range of the girls very, very well. Much more relaxed and much more poppy feel than, you know, Unforgiven and Anti-Fragile, which is a little bit much more in your face with its vocals and composition. And for people that are kind of on the fence with the whole K-pop style, I think this... Songs like this, like like Jewelry specifically, is a perfect introduction to that. And, you know, with that, and Misamo, I should add, is also a great introduction to, to people who only want to pay attention to the Japanese stuff. It's, it's a great introduction to stuff like that. Yeah, no, uh, this was uh, a great pick, and you know, we, we've talked about La Seraphim uh, many times on the show. The, I know they're they're popular uh you know one of the growing things in japan and uh you know i've really kind of struggled to enjoy a lot of the stuff that they put out uh but i will say this is a huge exception with jewelry uh it's just so so good uh it's just doesn't quite sound like a or like an idol song it's got a very distinct and unique feel to it uh but it it's done so well and so good i you know you definitely get to hear a wider range of the girls vocals in this uh but honestly the composition work i think really is what sells this number for me uh it's just so freaking catchy uh it's got a good hook to it and i just really have enjoyed uh listening to it so uh i think this was a great pick ken well, Ken, you already know my feelings on this. Uh, I, I'm also like you. We've been talking a lot about La Seraphim, and I love jewelry. I think this was a fantastic pick. I mean, it shows off their vocals. It shows off what they can do. And honestly, I really love hearing the, like an original Japanese song by them. 
I mean, yes, it was produced by Amase, which is awesome. But, like, you know, usually we mainly have been hearing Japanese versions of their Korean tracks, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love. But I feel like with jewelry, you really hear a different side of them being a just straight only Japanese track. It is also, like you said, Ken, a good way to get into the K-pop, J-pop crossover artists, ones that are K-pop that are going into the J-pop industry. This is a great introduction. And I mean, also, you got two members that also are Japanese, if I'm correct. And I mean, but I... I love, I mean, I love Lara Seraphim and it, this has been become one of my top fans. And honestly, if it weren't for this single that it was on and a few other tracks, like it really got me to dive deep into them. But Jewelry really solidified my love for them. Uh, yeah, you know, the one thing that's very interesting, what you just said there, Luna, they played to their crowd. They knew that this was probably going to be the Japanese song or Japanese only made song and they play to their crowd very very nicely and I think that's mostly important especially when they make when these kind of groups make a specific Japanese song that is only going to be for the Japanese artists I think they need to have that sense of tone that they need to know the different type of audience that they are going to be gathering around compared to their more standard Korean releases. I agree and I'm really looking forward to them doing more original tracks like this and I'm I'm just looking forward to all what they're going to bring to the industry. Yeah, well they're 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 on the cusp of announcing their their next single, so I'm looking forward to that, so but regardless, you know, like I said, I'm, there's not much more I can say about this, but let's continue on here to our number two tracks of the year. Let's start with you, Gray. Yeah, so for me, my number two track is a relatively recent newcomer, but the moment I heard it, it just st- stole a little section of my heart, and uh, I, I just, I, it just, I, this song really blew my mind. Uh, and that's better with you uh, from generations, uh, uh, generations from Exile Tribe. But this is specifically Ryuto Kazuhara. Uh, this is a solo track done by him, uh, and this is some of the best vocal work I have ever heard in a song. Period. Uh, just it, just not even close. Uh, the amount like usually when men go into falsetto it's something that a lot of men struggle with it's uh, one of the known pitfalls for male vocalists is falsetto but his falsetto is so beautiful uh it just brings a tear to my eye when i hear it uh i remember the first time i heard this song i immediately thought of my wife uh, and I just absolutely adored this song. Uh, there just are not words uh, that I could say that would really describe Ryuto Kazuhara's performance uh, in this. Uh, it just blew me away. And I, I cannot... 
like you you need to hear this if you've not heard it it's just such a moving and powerful performance uh, that he puts on and it, it just really really made me realize you know the uh, and their last release they, they do have a lot of individual songs and stuff like that but uh, I think Ryuto Kazuhara might be my favorite member of Generations now because my lord man if he ever decided to break out on his own and become and do like his a solo career I would be very interested uh, because he can carry a song and it just shows uh, with Better With You uh, I was just floored by the song but Luna, uh, what did you think of Better With You? Um, before before that, I just want to add in a couple things here. So I, <clears throat> before we kind of go on here, I knew Kazehara for a long time, mostly because of the fact that he's been trying to be a major vocalist for a, a long time. And if you didn't know this about him, he originally tried to become a member of San, San Dame J Soul Brothers, for a while for their vocalist and he just missed it and he's been with LDH for literally almost almost a decade at this point and they they stand by him for a lot of his career and you know this this isn't his first so um first solo song so to speak you know he's he's has done a lot of songs you know nostalgia and time capsule as well that's that's been a lot of parts here but yeah no i can probably assume i'm 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 gasping at straws here but i'm pretty sure he dedicated this song to his dad um which meant a lot to him during this time. But, and, you know, him having a lot of COVID probably made him think about his life and what is important to him, you know, him and his sister as well. But, you know, it's probably dedicated to his family. And you can tell the emotions that he sings in that because of it. And that's that's one of the things I love. And to be honest, Gray, like this was an amazing pick, and I was in tears after a while, especially with everything going on currently with me. This was a this was a song that I I needed to have listened to. Yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm glad you liked it. Like I said, it was a uh, this song just came out because it was on their Beyond uh, EP. But like the moment I heard it, it just something uh, just stirred in my soul the moment I heard it. And I'm glad it had such a positive effect on you uh, because it just, yeah, this this was, like I said, I, I know it was released under a Generations, under the Generations uh, group, but th- this is his song. And I, I, you know, I could see that, you know, this being about family because, you know, the track better with you, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It can be a familial relationship. It can be so many things. Uh, and, uh, it's just, 
the the passion, the love, you, know, you hear it all in his voice. Uh, it's just a, a performance that just sings to your soul. And I, I just, it is such a powerful, powerful song. Uh, what did you think about Better With You, Luna? So I honestly was surprised, like super shocked. This, it was fantastic. I didn't expect this. And I thought, I just like, I loved, and I'm familiar with Ryoto Katsuhara, but just hearing like his vocals, I mean, I was just blown away. I mean, like, seeing first I saw Generations before I saw which member it was. So I just kind of, I hate to say this, I rolled my eyes. And when I heard the track and I just was like, wow, I just couldn't believe it. And like with Ken, I've had some stuff going on that the lyrics in this really did hit me in in an emotional way and and I think uh, Yoto Kazuhara does an amazing job of portraying his emotions in this track to the point you feel the lyrics as you listen to it and I I just I honestly like absolutely loved it and I'm so glad you put this on your list I know it's a newer track but it really does resonate with people and it definitely resonated with me. And this was honestly like my big surprise of what you put on the list. I was just like, holy cow, this is amazing. And I'm glad it was a solo artist. You know, it just, it, I would say this one definitely blew me away. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I was like, man, I really don't want to have three exile tribes on, on my list. But, y you know, I, there's, I just, you know, especially with like better with you, I just, the moment I heard it, I, I, my, my list would have been incomplete without it. Uh, it, you know, it, in the top three, most definitely. Uh, and, but it's just, like I said, uh, the performance, it just, it moved me so much. I, I, I couldn't see it anywhere else. I, it was really close to being my number one and, uh, and, uh, you know, my number one is, uh, you know, it, it's some, it's something, it means a little bit more to me, uh, when, than, than the song itself, I guess, uh, there's a bigger pic, there's bigger stuff going on with my number one than there is just the song, but, uh, for, uh, this, like, Better With You, just, like, it was just absolutely, uh, this, amazing track that I just like it, it, it like as like these two said you know please if, if you hear this episode just go out and listen to it uh even if you don't like generations please just listen to this amazing performance done by this man because it he leaves it all on the floor and uh, it just shows uh, I I was completely gobsmacked when I first heard it and yeah it just it had to be my number two uh so i'm I'm glad that this song meant a lot to both of you guys uh and uh you know this this was a just a heart touching song for me personally now <clears throat> i don't want to be that guy but 
be because of the fact that like 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 Luna just just touched on basically here. We have three ex from from exile tribes here. I'm gonna have to make a rule about this <laughs> because I, I'm thankful that all three songs sound different. I'm very very thankful because I was gonna strangle you if all three songs were fairly similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I tried to diversify it a little bit. I I really do. I I know it doesn't look like it, but I I really do. I, I try I try to you know get you know because I you know I don't want it all to be you know I don't want all of, all of my top five songs to just be like. Uh, it's like oh the 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 uh, LDH boy groups are amazing and you should listen to them. I was like, well, you know. No, I was time, more I was more scared about it being the other way for the male idol stuff than the LDH part. That's why I was just like, huh, that's very interesting that you went this way. But I'm not surprised. But but like like I said earlier, you know, we have three songs from Exile Tribe here. And I, I would have to say so better with you if you had to eliminate or only just keep one, would be better with you be that one song that you could put on that list here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No no doubt about it. You know, as much as I love um All I Want and Forever, uh, you know, if I had to you know, if I could only do one, it would definitely be better with you. It's not not even a contest. Because... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Better With You just blows those other two songs out of the water. Even though I love those other two songs, like, it's just, like, they're not even in the same ballpark. And so, yeah. With that, let's continue on to your number two song here, Luna. So, my number two, honestly, this could probably be interchanged with my number one, depending on the day of the week, but it was a really, really hard choice. So, I went with my number two as Water by Sincere, and... Like, Sincere was one of those other artists I discovered this year that I absolutely fell in love with. And she's been around for not super long. She's had a couple, she's had a good amount of EPs this year, not to mention albums, but hearing a couple of her EPs, I just am like, oh my god, this is amazing. And Water was one of those songs by her that just absolutely captivated me. And it's something about her, she has these sleek, soulful vocals that just encompass you. And the thing I love about her, she knows how to use her vocals to go with the composition and she can work with what she has. And Water is one that has a really interesting composition. And her music, like, has that soulful jazz feel, depending on the song, because you can hear it interchange throughout whatever album you might be listening to her, by her. But, like, out of all the ones I listened to this year, Water was easily my favorite one. It was fresh. It was beautiful. The lyrics were quirky and relatable. I just, the, her vocals, the composition. I also love how fluidly she's able to switch between Japanese and English. So you hear all that in her tracks, and it's just so flawless that you don't even realize she's switching. And... There's just something about her music that really captivates you. And I don't know. I honestly feel for me, it's her vocals. And it's just how soulful they are and hearing what she can do. She's one of those artists that can just manipulate it to fit what she's singing with. And I love that. And her being an up and coming artist, she also is able to play with that and see what works for her. 
And that's one of the other things I, I love about her. She's not afraid to experiment with her music. And just it really shows listening to her early albums until like now she just released a new EP a couple months ago and but I will just say like Water is just absolutely amazing and it's just so much fun it's also a really good summer song too but it's one I've listened to all year round and I know I've talked about her before but I'm and I know we've mentioned her in the past uh, but did you, I don't know if anyone still feels the same way about her. One of the things I'll first bring up also, because like I said, because of the fact of the genre that we're dealing with now, it's I, it's very interesting to kind of just dig around and see who touched what with the songs. And a lot of the composers that, that, that we all deal with are it's an interconnecting web and they all they all connect to each other so the person that did the composition for for water is absolutely fantastic i mean the 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 mixer is hikaru simono who also did the composition mixing for change by syrup which is absolutely fantastic and the style is fairly much apparent in that work because it's a much more very fluid composition and I, uh, I i don't know if you see me doing this i'm just swaying my head back and forth here <laughs> but it's it's overall it's very interesting and i really enjoyed listening to water and this this is the first time i've actually listened to sincere and it's something that i i absolutely loved to be honest Oh, that makes me happy because I remember me and Gray talked about Sincere, but I don't think you were on that episode. So I'm glad you actually got exposed to her music. And then it, I like that you brought up the composer because it does make sense. You know, she does some of her compositions remind me of Syrup. Yeah. So like the other person that did this is Seiho. Seiho is an, an absolute king in a lot of his stuff with his um, electronic stuff. He, he does a lot of stuff with like believe wow with with taichi kimura and stuff like that like like another out of the weeds r&b singers here but it it's very interesting to kind of see this like the web so to speak (laughs) that's one of the things that i've been enjoying overall by by listening to songs by both all three of us here to kind of see how everyone's kind of interconnected here with the industry yeah no i i remember when we talked about sincere uh earlier in the year i i added water back then and uh, you know periodically uh, throughout the year i've been going back and listening to water because it, it's a great song uh and sincere is really good i've been wanting uh been listening to a little bit more of her stuff uh she's fantastic and uh i really enjoy this uh you, ken's right like you can definitely get like a you, you can definitely get like a, a water-esque style feeling from the song there's like this flowing uh, in the composition that you can kind of just go with the flow. Uh, and I uh, just, it's a wonderful song. It's got a good hook. It's very catchy. Uh, and the vocals uh, in it are done really, really well. Uh, I've been, like I said, I've been listening to it periodically throughout the year, you know, you know, about once or twice a month, I'll go back and I'll check it out and listen to it because I'll be like, Oh yeah, you know, that was a good song. Uh, and uh, it's definitely uh, you know worth t- bringing back up and talking about. It's just a really good track, uh, and uh, it's all. I'm looking forward to seeing kind of like what Sincere does next because I, I think I think she's fantastic. 
Oh, I'm so I'm so glad that Gray, you still feel the same way, and you went back to it because I remember we discussed it. So that makes me happy, and I'm glad you enjoyed it, Ken, too. So, uh, Ken, what is your number two? Yeah, so for my runner-up this year, it has to be Nesting by Karen G. You know, Nesting brought up a lot of things of what I actually really do love about the Japanese music industry, whether it be amazing compositions or Horigome's vocals. I kind of bring that nostalgic classic style and, you know, kind of being the innovation of it for that next step for the modern era. There's a lot of things to love about this track, and you know it's it's one of the reasons why I put it originally in my top five, and it just brings this sense of adventure that you can listen throughout the song of. You just start off with a bang and just keep running throughout, and it's one of the things that, as a listener and someone that really enjoys the the music industry and what how things evolved over the years it's something just so interesting to see and listen to firsthand yeah no i remember uh you were talking about uh nestling by uh, karenji uh back you know earlier in the year and i remember checking it out then and you know hitting the plus sign uh and listening to it and uh, really enjoying it and this is another one of the songs that uh, kind of like uh, sincere with water, uh, you know. Every, every you know, about once or twice a month, like I'll go back and I'll actually listen to the song, and it, it's really good. It's really catchy. It's got a good hook. Uh, there's this nice kind of like, uh, it's really kind of hard to put into words, but like this uh, quick upness about it. I, it's a very poor way to describe the the melody of the song, but uh, there's something the up tempo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's there's something about it it's it just it sticks with you and i i really really have enjoyed my time with the song and it, it's a lot of fun uh i need to check out more of their work that's a, one of the things uh you know that's a weakness of mine i need to spend some time go back and listen to some of their stuff because i think i'd like them overall uh especially if, if this is uh any indicator uh I, I really enjoyed this song and, you know, I definitely want to go back and look forward, uh, see what they got. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with next year. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So honestly, I wasn't surprised in this one. Cause Ken, I remember you talking about nesting by Kirinji quite a bit. And I'm glad it made your top your number two, because it, it's a solid track. And I love the vocal work. I also love just hearing the composition of it. I like the older style it brings. And it just brings back, like, memories of a better time, let's put it that way. And it also shows that a lot of people love that classic style still of music. And it's so popular. People want to hear that. Um. It's also a track that I've also gone back to a couple times and listened this year since you shared it. It's one of those I've greatly enjoyed, and I'm just really glad you inclu- it made it to your top. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful that you, both of you very much enjoyed it as well again. So with that, let's continue on to our number one pick, Kia. Let's start with you, Gray. 
yeah, so for me, my number one pick is, if you've been listening to the show, I've been talking about it for uh, a little bit now, uh, and that is Soul Galaxy by Bradio. Uh, this is a song that I really fell in love with. So their, so Bradio's Dance Hall Magic came out in October, and I don't know why, but I decided to kind of like check it out. And uh, I Soul Galaxy is the first track on the album. And when I heard it, I, I really fell in love with this track. And I, I really wound up kind of re-falling in love with Bradio, who, you know, if you were listening to like the early days of the, the show, you would know I was a huge Bradio fan. Uh, but, you know, over time, you know, life has kind of gotten in the way. There's like 40 other stuff like you know, you're, I'm trying to listen to. And I kind of had moved away from Bradio and which is sad because I ended up listening to them a whole lot more over those years. Yeah, no, I it, did it too. Uh, it, 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 it always broke my heart that, you know, I didn't keep up with them the way that I should have. I, I, I always call myself a bad fan. Uh, because it's like it's like I still consider myself a fan of them, but if you ask me, it's like, well, have you listened to their latest stuff? I'd be like, well, no, I have not. I'm a bad fan. But I, this this really made me fall back in love with Bradio uh, in a very special way. I, I've listened to Dancehall Magic. I don't know how many times. I love that album. It is uh, such a good album, and it, it Dancehall Magic actually quickly became one of my favorite albums that Bradio has put out. Uh, just every track on there slaps in some way. Uh, but it, it kicks off with this bombastic, fun, uh, high adrenaline song that just really just sends me uh, just into like a dance fever panic. I absolutely adore Soul Galaxy. And I... I been there's a lot of times where it's like I'll go I'll just listen to Soul Galaxy I won't even listen to the full album like I'll just go listen to Soul Galaxy, uh, but I still listen to the whole album you know I might listen to Soul Galaxy three times but then I'll, I'll eventually listen to the whole album uh, because I I Dance All Magic is literally Dance All Magic it, it the title lives up to its own name I, I it's so good uh, and. Uh, to fall back in love with Bradio, just it just it meant so much to me. And uh, when it came time to put uh, my favorite song of the year, uh, you know, I knew Soul Galaxy would be in the top three. Like, like I said, like I really had a hard time with my top three. It, it was a struggle uh, to put them, but uh, I, I love Bradio. Bradio is one of my favorite bands uh, of all time, and uh, it just. It just it seemed wrong to not put them at number one. So uh, I I I went and put them at number one, and I I don't regret it. Soul Galaxy is fantastic. I I will listen to this well into the new year uh, and stuff. I still need to go back and listen to their joyful uh, is it joyful style album. Uh, yeah, joyful style. Uh, I still need to go back and listen to that, but okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's that's the only album I haven't listened to. Uh, because 
uh i mean i i think brady is very consistent it's like their yes album is fantastic uh the freedom album is fantastic uh, power of life album fantastic uh they're a very consistent group so i i need to go back and listen to joyful style uh I, I imagine it's fantastic. I, I I recently added it to my to my library. It's in my, it's in the top. I just I, man, I've been so busy lately. I just hadn't had a chance. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, Luna, uh, what did you think of Soul Galaxy? I loved it. I am so happy you picked Soul Galaxy, and I love Bradio. I think they're phenomenal and they're a lot of fun. And I've actually, the last year I've gone back and listened to all their old albums just because I just get on this kick and I really want to listen to them. But I'm so glad that you're rediscovering their music and I agree. Their new album is fantastic, but soul galaxy is such a great way to start it off. It's funky. It's fresh, energetic, I mean, it just, it's a great way to start off an album as it gets you hyped, brings up your energy so you're prepared for what's to come. And it shows that Bradio still has it. They're still bringing those funky, fresh beats. And I love that out of them. It, it also, their soul has not changed. And that's the other thing I love about them is they still have that energetic style and they know how to get their fans excited. Yeah, and uh, Luna, you're you're completely right. Like you know, they like I said, they they've been very consistent o- over the years, and uh, you know they they still uh, they still have it. Just this like, th- there's no group that really is doing what Bradio does. Uh, they have a, such a unique sound, and uh, I, it just they, it really just pulls me in, uh, and I, I love it uh, so much. And so I'm I'm glad you and you enjoyed it uh, and stuff. Ken, what did you think about Soul Galaxy? One of the things that really work overall with this release is, you know, just the energy that the the guys bring to it, you know. And uh, uh, before I kind of look more into the to the song, I was like thinking to myself, "Man, this must be an anime opening song because it there there are certain styles and certain pauses and breaks of how songs work." where I can just imagine where the titles are for these songs. And I closed my eyes upon second lesson. I was like, yeah, no, I can imagine this is where, where the song is going to have all the titles and all the, all the people associated with the song. And lo and behold, when I looked up the music video, <laughs> it's part of Yu-Gi-Oh for the Go Rush series. And I, one of the things I, I, I really liked this release overall and this it was a very very interesting release overall there there's one thing that i just i i am just missing from from them it's because of the fact that they were bringing that you know really funky fresh style and I, I, I miss that with this release. That that's the only ding I will give it. But I think it's because they 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 were assigned to this particular to this anime and it, they had to obey to certain rules, so to speak. <laughs> but overall, you know, besides that, I I ended up enjoying this song very much so. 
yeah i can i can kind of see it and yeah when, when i first heard it i didn't realize it was an opening for uh Yu-Gi-Oh! go rush but uh yeah i think it's the second opening uh but yeah yeah um and, and i haven't i'm a huge Yu-Gi-Oh! fan if, if you know me uh but i have I'm not, I've not kept up with uh Yu-Gi-Oh! i've not watched any of go rush so I don't, I don't know too much of what's going on there but uh yeah it's just kind of like the, the fun intersection of, of two worlds i guess for me on that one uh but yeah uh i like the um there's plenty of funkiness uh to be found in dance hall magic the album uh it but uh i mean I, I, I still to me this is i mean it's not as funky as their other stuff uh but you know there's there's a little bit of it in there uh, and uh you know just just a twang. Yeah, but. just just a twang. <laughs> but I I'm so glad you enjoyed it. But yeah. With that, let's continue on to your number one song of the year here, Luna. So go right ahead. So my number one song is one that Ken actually introduced me to and I became a, obsessed with, and that is Karapo by Ayane. And Ayane is a rel I would say a very new artist relatively new artist and she actually just dropped her album like a couple weeks ago ken so wink wink uh but karapo is one that just stuck with me and i remember ken you sending it my way and you're like hey you should listen to this i think you'll like it and i more than liked it i loved it and i do want to look up i need to look up the composer because that's one of the things I really love about it is the composition and how Ayane's vocals plays on it because she has these sweet, smooth vocals and it's just, it's like when she sings, you just melt. And that's what Tamita like Karapo did and I love the lyrics with it. I also feel like that sultry vo- voice she has, you know, with the like sweet sultry vocals reminds me of Nishinokana in a way. And that was one of the vibes I actually got from Karapo, which I think is many one of the many reasons I did fall in love with her music. And it it has this mid tempo like R and B melody. I I just love the chorus to it, and it gets stuck in your head. And I will say how the track flows. It's so easy. Just it flows off the tongue. It flows off Ayane's vocals. But something about it also gives me, like, Nishinokana vibes, like, always. Or, you know, her love ballads. And it just pulls me into a good time. And I know it's different, but there's also still that part of me is just like, oh my gosh, it's just, it's a gorgeous track. And this one easily became my number one. I mean, I could switch it out with Sincere, depending on the day. But I just love Karapo and just what it absolutely brings to it. And I think Ayane, actually. Ayane and Haruhito Nishi were the ones who composed it, if I am correct. Yes, that is correct. So, and Ken, since you're the one who actually introduced me to Karapo, do you still feel the same way about this track that you did when we talked about it? Yes, I am. I absolutely love this release. And, you know, it, it was very nice to see it again upon... Upon when you were originally going through this so i'm 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 thankful that it ended up being your number one <laughs> and 
you know, there's there's a lot of things that Ayane does right, and I feel that she's also going to be the future of what this generation of music is going to be, and I honestly can't wait, to be honest. Yeah, no, uh, I hadn't really heard of uh, Carapo uh, until Luna had submitted her list for her, her uh, songs for the year. Uh, so I was very interested to see, you know, what, ultimately what would wind up as her number one track uh, and uh, was really surprised. I, I really like this. I think Ayane's vocals uh, in this is really good. Uh, I, it really stands out uh, in, a, in a very special way. Uh, the composition uh, is really good, too. Uh, and the they really work good together the composition and the vocals uh really go hand in hand uh with this release and i really enjoyed this uh release overall and i can see why it's luna's number one i think this is a wonderful pick yeah you know one of the things i have to go back here with uh haruhito nishi here and there's a probably a reason why you ended up really liking her or this release overall and the composition, it's because he also works with Ely a lot. <laughs> yep, and I love Ely's composition. We, I mean, Ken, you know how much, like, I absolutely yeah, so adore he, her music. He, and that explains it, and you can kind of he, hear that composition-wise. Yeah, so he did a majority of palette with Ely. And then he also did Koko uh, de Ikiyoshite as well so he also did hear i died very very interesting to kind of see this but with that shall i continue on to my number one song absolutely yeah so when i was thinking about my number one song there there was only one particular song that i had to think of and that was you again by syrup and with everything that i personally went through this year and there, there's only one song that could sum up, and it had to be See You Again. You know, his Blue Blur EP was, you know, just fantastic and was an instant ad. And to be honest, it was really difficult for me to not talk about this song on multiple times on my own could go because it would just be in the rotation so often. And one of the things that I absolutely really love is the simplistic compositions that really highlights Sarah's vocals and that's one of the major keys that made me fall in love with Syrup again you know it uh, along with the lyrics that really you know kind of gripped on me and resonated uh, re with me throughout the year it's it's a very short song too and it kind of makes you want you to go again and see him again and it's one of the things that, while I I I wanted to have have someone else and think of it overall, but there was no doubt in my mind upon first listen with with Blue Burr, this was going to be my number one song for the year. Yeah, no, I I can see why you picked this song. Syrup really kills it. If I had one ding in this song, is honestly, this is gonna sound weird for for me to say. It's I guess a good criticism, because uh, it leaves you wanting more, kind of like what you were hinting at. But I, you know, I really would have liked it to be about thirty seconds longer. Maybe you know, I it's just 
don't, I don't know. Like, like it seems just a little short to me, and I, I would like the just a little bit more uh, longer song. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't overstate its welcome by any. Uh, it doesn't overstate its welcome at all. I really would have loved uh, just a little longer track, but you know that's what the repeat button's for, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, this is a great, great release. Uh, I I think the song composition in See You Again is really, really good, and Syrup really nails it. Uh, and so I I'd, I'd actually hit the plus sign on his blue blur ep uh back when he released it and man it's, it's been such a crazy year i didn't go go back and listen to it like i should have uh and and that's a that's a that's a blot on me um because syrup is so good uh and uh you know i i, I can see why you, every year it's like you know he, he usually kind of makes it in your top five and always with great reason because uh, syrup is fantastic uh, and uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, if there's if there's one thing that I am very thankful for the show is my discovery of this of of syrup and Tendre to to an extent to that matter, but syrup more so because without syrup, a lot of that branches wasn't going to be made, and I'm really thankful for the show for m- being able to help me do that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad the show was able to to do that. So, uh, this was uh yeah, this is always a delight, and uh, I, I'm glad you picked "See You Again" as your number one song. I'm in agreement. I am so glad you picked "See You Again," and like you're right, his blue uh blue blur EP is freaking fire. I mean, I had most of those songs already. I hit the plus sign on earlier in the year. But giving it a re-listen today was just absolutely amazing. And See You Again is just Syrup's vocal work is just emotionally grabbing. And I agree with Gray. It actually leaves you wanting more because after it's over, I just start re-listening to the EP again. And I'm just like, wow, this is just so well done, so well put together. I mean the composition of the track I like that it's simple because it highlights Syrup's vocal work more than anything and you just hear like I think one of the things that sometimes I take for granted is his vocals because I concentrate too much on his compositions so something like this really makes me listen to his vocal work and take that into account so much more and it just I don't know. It just felt like it really resonated with me. And it's, I'm just grateful for the show as well because there's so many artists like Syrup. I honestly don't think I would have found him if it weren't for the show and you can. And even like Ayane, I probably would have found eventually, but it would have been how long from now. And same with so many of the other artists on here. But I mean, Syrup is just amazing. And I would love to see him live, especially if he would do one of those. What are they like? Um, I like a club show, kind of like a music club show, because it would be nice to hear him sing a track like See You Again with just simplistic music, you know, just him and vocals and a few instruments. And I think See You Again would be one of those tracks that you hear live. I'm sure we'd have tears streaming down our face. All right. With that, let's continue on to our our new artist of the year so for this one it is basically 
just the the artists that we have discovered throughout this past year in 2023 and let's start with both your runners up and then your artist of the year new artist of the year in its totality so why don't you go ahead here great yeah so for my runner-up uh, i picked tonon i tonon was an artist that i discovered uh, i wrote up for music corner uh, and uh, really fell in love with uh, his work. Uh, he dropped an album this year, and uh, I, I really fell in love with his work and stuff like that. Uh, if it wasn't for my n- number one artist, Tonun would be a very easy pick, but uh, I, even my number one artist uh, was just heads and shoulders just blew my mind. Uh, but, uh, Tonon is fantastic. I, I love his, his work and his composition, uh, work. So, uh, I just felt like, you know, definitely a good runner up, uh, for my artist, uh, new artist of the year. Uh, this was easily Kenya Fujita, uh, because just how much I fell in, uh, fell in love with, uh, his, his vocals and his work. Uh, you know, I, I can sit here and I can talk about mask and love all day it's not hard it's definitely just one of my absolute favorites of the year but i've spent a lot of time talking about that so let me talk to you about some of his other tracks that you can find on his uh infant terrible ep uh uh you you feel me uh which is the leading track is just a really good uh, way to start off the track uh, the EP just uh, definitely a, a solid one. Starry Eyed was just another standout on it. I mean, it's only six tracks total, but I, I wound up really enjoying that whole EP. Like I said, Mask and Love is still my favorite, but uh, overall, uh, I I think you know Kenya Fujita is just getting started. Uh, I don't know how long he'll be with Line Records. He may be with Line Records his entire career. Who knows? Uh, but I, I think I'm hoping at some point he'll migrate over to one of the bigger hitters uh, and and really just turn into something. Uh, so for me, Kenya Fujita was just wound up being my new artist of the year. Uh, just I'm excited to see where he goes, uh, and I, I can't wait. I am I am just absolutely captivated by him. And you, Luna. So mine was hard because there's so many new artists this year I discovered and honestly oh my god I don't even know where to start that way and I kind of regret not put put Nayane on here but she's my number one so can't say that um but one of my runners up I'm only choosing one is Lana and she was an artist that I know, Gray, you had mentioned, like, one of her songs, and I didn't listen to it until it came up on a playlist of, like, new artists and new releases, and it was her track, L7 Blues, and I'm just like, wow, this track is really good, so I was keeping an eye on her, and then she happened to be featured in the track with A Witch called Bad Bitch Bigaku, and that really got me, okay, I really like her vocal part in this. This is awesome. You know, I need to, I'm definitely going to keep track of her music, listen to her, like, Xmas with You single, which I really liked. And she's had a couple other older ones I started getting into. And then she dropped her EP called 19, and that's pretty much what sold me. I heard Turn It Up, 
And I just absolutely love that track. And then I heard Bash Bash with uh, JP the Wavy and A Witch, Hafiche and Madi, and the Flame remix. Like the whole EP was like lit. And I loved all six tracks. And she's a young artist. She is actually 19. And I feel like she's up and coming in the hip hop R&B industry. She, and her new track, 99, when it dropped, I like loved it. And I was watching all those promos for it. So she's an artist that really, I just started following it and gravitating towards. She gives those vibes of like, because I love Kira. And she's one of those artists that for me kind of reminds me of like Kira. She fits with, you know, A Witch, who I like. So a lot of those artists that I always tend to fall for, she gravitates toward that. And I'm honestly looking to see what she'll do because I think she has great potential. And I just, I honestly, like, always look every couple months to see, oh, does she have something new out? Follow on Instagram. So I am looking forward to seeing what else she'll do. Okay, so and my new artist of the year actually ended up being Sincere. I absolutely fell in love with her and... I, it, what really got me into her was one, her track Water, but her Just Living each Just Living EP, which dropped earlier this year, absolutely sold me. Went back and listened to her Time album that dropped last year, fell in love with it, and instantly I would just follow her music and I said Apple to give me alerts when she dropped something and Water just literally did blow me out of the water. And her Our Way digital single she dropped was amazing and I I just I mean she's one of those artists that she's very versatile she on top of that she's extremely smooth and soulful vocals that can easily mix with different types of compositions and all her music has had unique compositions to them and I know that's giving a lot of the composers she's worked with and a lot that fall in the genre of music that I tend to gravitate toward but I also think she herself really deserves a lot of credit because what she, how she utilizes her vocals to go with those compositions alone is amazing. And I love the soulfulness that she showcases in her Time album, like her track Lucky featuring uh, Viviola. Oh my god, that is like one of my favorite tracks that I've listened to this year. And I know that album dropped last year. But my gosh, was it great. And her newest EP, when was that? It, which featured Water and Our Way on it. I mean, amazing. And just seeing her drop two new releases this year. And I have just been constantly listening to her music, her EPs, that Just Living EP she dropped. I don't know how many times I've listened to that in a row. It was just so good. Every track on there just kept you going. And I will say thanks to her, it led me to other new artists too because of just some recommendations and ones that fall in that style. And not to mention artists she's featured as well. So she made my like new artist of the year and I am so grateful I was able to discover her. So I'm going to cop out here for my new artist of the year because the runner up anyway, because this is specifically, I don't know if you would call him an artist because he's a composer and he only did one album that I know of or have kept track of. 
and listen to, and that is uh, Naoki Sato. If you don't know him, I'm pretty sure you would know if you are a huge Godzilla fan because he did the Minus One soundtrack. And I've talked about it on my own Gakugo for a bit, and my god, the the version that he does for the Godzilla theme song, which is Godzilla, uh, called Godzilla Suite, is absolutely fantastic. And Luna, I know you've you watched the movie. I, I'm not too sure if you... I don't think you had, Gray, but I know Luna, you had watched the movie, and uh, you can probably... Uh, appeal to this soundtrack being absolutely fantastic 100 percent agree the soundtrack is phenomenal the movie is phenomenal i mean my god naoki sato just amazing freaking job like that oh my and i'm so glad you put that on your og because that track deserved to be highlighted but yeah no just just a minor thing because i know that we usually do vocalists or artists that has vocals with them but i just wanted to at least touch on naoki sato because the fact that they did such an amazing job with with the godzilla minus one soundtrack and i wouldn't be surprised if if minus one gets a sequel that they'll be doing that soundtrack as well because it was just fantastic but going on to my new artist of the year, I slightly talked about it when I was doing my honor- honorable mentions and for my number three song of the year, and it would have to be Misamo. And, you know, I know this is going to be a shocker for some people because, you know, my prior comments towards the genre that they are usually associated in the past, but if there's anything I've learned about 2023 is never say never cm punk theme song right there but i'll have to just say with this release the the you know this misama i've talked about the priorly they are the japanese subgroup of of twice and they are going to be my newcomer of the year and through them and the seraphim which unfortunately i would have loved to have put on but because we were exposed to them Last year with the Kohaku, I had to, you know, that really put me in my place of what I had to put with the genre here of, of our picks here. And it wasn't until their song, Don't Touch Me, is, or Do Not Touch Me, is what I finally understand why people had fell in love with them. While I do hope that the other releases, that, that, that Misama will have other releases come from the group in 2024 i can safely say without misamo and the seraphim for that matter my mind would not have been changed about this genre and i have a lot of thankfulness for that but yeah with that let's continue on to our artists of the year and our runner-ups let's start with you gray yeah so uh for me uh my runner-up for artist of the year was vondi because even even though he didn't have anything that kind of made it uh, in, in my top five uh, and uh, I I didn't quite have an honorable mention by him. Uh, I have been listening to a lot of Vondi uh, throughout the year. I've been definitely checking out his replica album that just dropped. That thing is a behemoth, uh, but there's a lot of good stuff on there. And I, I've really thought Vondi had a standout year. Uh, overall and 
I really enjoyed uh, what he's been doing. So I'm still definitely keeping an eye on Vondi uh, and just really enjoying his stuff. I, I remember really enjoying his zero single when it he dropped when that came out earlier in the year too. But uh, you know, Vondi is just a beast. I mean, he puts out so much stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, with the, the release of the replica album, it's like, you know, I don't want him to go away for too long because he's just such a great, uh, such a great artist and composer. I, I really look forward to what he does next. Uh, but my artist of the year, um, shouldn't be too surprising, uh, cause since they had their number one, uh, since since their song was my number one pick of the year, and that was Bradio, uh, because at the end of the day, uh, Dancehall Magic is such a good album. It's just absolutely been my favorite album of the year. Uh, I've been listening to it mostly on repeat since it dropped. Uh, songs like Dancehall Magic, which is the third track on the album, uh, is a really good catch a vibe. Uh, is one of my absolute favorite tracks of the year as well. Uh, and that, that one's just really good. But like I said, it's 10 tracks, but it's a solid 10 tracks. Uh, and I just have so much fun listening to Dancehall Magic. And, uh, and you know, I'll, I'll listen to Dancehall Magic and just turn around and listen to it again. And I... I thought you know Bradio just had a standout year uh, as a whole and it just it would seem weird putting you know Vondi here uh, after heaping so much praise on Bradio earlier so uh, Bradio just wasn't my artist of the year and like I said it was nice to fall back kind of in love with these guys uh, and just enjoy their music and so um, my artist of the year is Bradio and what about you Luna so my runner up, if that's okay if I do one, I actually had two, one of them I'm going to write off, but Knock uh, Faden was actually my runner up. And despite them being a newer artist, they easily moved themselves into one of my artists of the year with their, with them releasing their Knock DP and that one being amazing and all the singles they've done. Cause like... On their Knock DP, Chronic Touch, Reminiscing Vein, Break Free, I mean, all freaking amazing tracks. And then if you look at all the other digital singles they released, and Nightingale being their newest one, my god, that track is flipping amazing. And the one thing that I absolutely love that they do, even though I, I gravitate toward all their Japanese releases, is they have English releases of all their digital songs. So all their, like, digital single type songs. And I love they have that opportunity for multi for you know being one multilingual, Harukaze is multilingual, and being able to reach a wide variety of people. But their music has really touched me in something special, and I also think really meeting them and talking to Harukaze and Hiro Yuki Sawano and having that opportunity to see them live, like I was blown away, and. They just instantly, easily move into that artist of the year. I mean, their lyrics, compositions, everything about them. So they were my runner-up. My number one, which 
I feel like I've used them in the past. So if I have, oops. So my artist of the year was Cream. And it's really because, so they dropped their latest album chapters back in June. And I have been waiting for a new studio album for quite some time. I'm actually a little bummed that there hasn't been a physical release of this because, like, I would find a way to buy it. And they, this is, like, it's been four years since they've had a studio album release. So to me, this was a big deal. And not to mention, like, the tracks they released up to this. I mean, they released how many times, they had how many times Friday's Game Over, right, you know, leading up to it. And, I mean... Game Over was the one that just sold me. And I honestly really loved Fridays. I thought Fridays was also a great track. Also had more of a chill vibe. And Stax was like more subdued again. So I like that they actually changed their style. And you do hear that style change in chapters. If you go to Love and Party and then you listen to chapters, you will hear a significant change. And I like they did that. And... I also like that they really focused a lot on Minami's vocals and Stack's rap was way more chill and he didn't overdo it. It's like they found uh, such a good groove. And I mean, I love it when he overdoes his rap, but I mean, like Ready for Summer was also one of my favorite songs um, on that album and Kimi no Say, Fallen for You. I mean, it was great to see this new release. And this also got me back on my whole cream vibe where I literally have a playlist called Cream Mix of all my favorite cream songs. And I don't know how many times I play that in a car. So like whenever I'm in a bad place, I listen to it. It makes me happy. Whenever I'm driving and I I just want something fun to sing along with, I play that in my car. Or I'll, you know, I'll play it at work. And it's something that makes me happy. So, like, I went down the whole rabbit hole. And I also been listening to a lot of older Cream songs that I'm just like, wow, I'm going back to their first album with Kissing. You know? And it's just been such a nice, I don't know. It's just brought me back and hearing their range and everything they've done. So... They have been my artist of the year, and I just cannot say en- enough about how good Chapters was. And I really do recommend it, especially if you aren't a fan of their a lot of their past music. I recommend checking out Chapters because it de- definitely has a different style. Yeah, for me, my artist of the year. Yeah, there, there's, there's a runner up, and it would have one of them will have to be La Seraphim. There's, there's no if, then, or buts about it for La Seraphim here, and Syrup for that matter. Both of them were very important and integral to what I ended up discerning what music was in 2023 for me. And you know, both of them have their own faults and highs and lows to what I include about music. But you know, without them the both of them there i don't think i would have gotten the list i've gotten but moving on to my artist of the year it'd have to be kirinji i mean if there's one artist that chucked off every single box that decide that defines what i love about japanese music it'd be kirinji you know what uh takaki horigome has done in the past year since the renovation or rejuvenation of what kirinji is is nothing more than sensational it, it only took a handful of songs to put Kiranji well back into my Artist of the Year for this year as well. And, you know, either it would be like what we talked about with Summer Ghost or my runner-up song, Nesting. Horigome just gets 
what makes music so damn interesting. And while a lot of bands try to repli- replicate that genre of music or that feel of olden style or nostalgic style, you know, Horigome, what makes him so interesting is that he makes it sound natural and just doesn't sound like he's just making it to make it. And not only that, it's something that he reinvents upon. He just doesn't go back to the old style just to go back about it. He brings that old style and makes it more modern and have that modern flair. That's one of the things I really appreciate about Horigome. I really just hope that he never stops evolving his style and brings it into 2024 and beyond. But yeah, you know, that that is our huge list of 2023. You know, this has been an amazing year for the music industry. Scandals aside and major major uprooting of the male idol industry aside, this was very a very interesting year for 2020 for the Japanese music industry in 2023 and I for one am happy that we went through it it's such a a, a blast to kind of see all these artists come out of nowhere and you know right around this time for Reiwa it's a good time to to see the new the new juniors kind of rise up out of nowhere and kind of have their their feelers out for music and I, I for one am very thankful for that yeah, no, uh, 2023 has been a, an amazing and wonderful ride. Uh, definitely a, a big year. Uh, and, uh, you know, 2024 uh, is going to be very exciting. Uh, definitely uh, with, uh, you know, all the, all, I think all the, I'm really interested to see how the Mel Idol group kind of scene kind of shakes up a little bit in 2024. So, I'm pretty excited to see where things kind of go from here. And I'm looking forward to what 20, uh, 2024 has to offer. Yeah, so 2023 has honestly been an amazing year for music. I mean, for things I discovered. And it's been great. I just feel like I've discovered more in one 2023 than 2022. I've been exposed to so many more artists. And I've also rediscovered so so many artists. And I'm looking forward to doing the same thing in 2024 I feel like each year we see so much growth. We see new artists popping up that are going to be start defining the Rewa era. And we get to see artists that have already influenced their Rewa era. And I'm looking forward to just honestly seeing what 2024 will bring and what a lot of these new artists, current artists, are going to be bringing to the tables. But yeah, with that, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ongaku Do You. You can find us on all social media platforms on X and Instagram at Ongaku Do You. You can also follow the website where we talk about all the news in the industry at ongakudu.com. You can also follow our affiliates, Koryu Hunter, who is a variety streamer. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out TimberTaff, who is another variety streamer as well. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out your sister, Luna Rose, who is probably very excited about all the Final Fantasy news going on right now. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash RainStarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. And finally, you can also check out our listener writer, 
Fangirl Has No Name, you can check her out at twitch.tv slash Fangirl Has No Name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast where me, Lou, and Timber and Fangirl talk about all the wonderful gaming news at Potasaurus. You can check it out by looking up Carly Hunter, same as his Twitch handle, on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on X at OTYKen when we're talking about Bang Dream. I know about Roboco, Herobo, and Joshi Pro Wrestling. Where can we find you, Luna? You can find me at all the social medias such as the X, Letterboxd, Kitsu, my anime list, Anime Planet, and Instagram as Nerdy Collector Luna, where I talk about what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, and photos of my crazy cats. And what about you, Gray? You can find me on X at Ongaku Gray, where I post about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. So if you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. Yeah, I want to say thank you for listening to this wonderful episode of Ongakudu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and we'll see you next year. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's extra-long episode. Hope you enjoyed it. We will talk to you next year. Jamatane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to an awesome 2023, and we will look forward to 2024. Bye-bye.